Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Yeah. The charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. I'm just going to take things as they come. You know, I think that's the best way to put it. And I don't think anything never, you know, you never say never. And, you know, at the same time, I know that I'm very, I feel very good about my decision. So I don't know how it feels six months from now. May change. It most likely won't. But, you know, I try to make the best possible decision I can in the moment, which I did this last week. And again, I think it's not looking to, you know, reverse course. I'm definitely not looking to do that. Um, but in the same time, I think you have to be realistic that you never know what, what, what challenges there are going to be in life. And um, again, I love playing. I'm looking forward to doing things other than playing. <laughs> While fully acknowledging that this nobody right is here. forcing us, this nobody is forcing us right here to discuss this. Come on. Here, come on, at the LA Convention Center. Wow, in Los Angeles, man, site of Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium. Nobody is telling us that we have to do this, we can ignore it. No, no, we can't. I thought the whole point of denying it a week ago Saturday and waiting until after the conference championship games was not to distract. <laughs> From well, the game or from the rest was. of the league. Look, and now you go say, never say never during Super Bowl week. Right. I mean, like, listen, it's your podcast. Say what you want. But a week ago, he withheld the fact that he was retiring yeah, the next on morning his on his podcast. And then Scooped and, his own and now, well, you know what, man? Let me just go ahead and leave this out there. The possibility that I may come back at some point. You know what? Get your mans. There's so much. Get your mans. That's yours. That's yours. There's so much wrong with that. I mean, if I get, that thing needs annotations. We need to just annotate line by line. See, now you're using too many what, words for me. What, what are you? So, uh, so I don't know it, what that means. I'm going to take it, it, it as disrespect. Sign, sign yeah. disrespect. Watch your mouth. Yeah, help me All with right. the sale. We need to break it down. We need to break it down like a fraction what Tom Brady said line by line. Because he said, you never say never. You did last week. You said never last week. I'll never play this game again. What do you mean never say never? You said it last week. Okay. So, um, hey, I don't want to reverse course. You know what that means? You know what that means? <laughs> Generally, when, when nobody asks you a question, <laughs> you just introduce yeah. the concept that nobody had brought up. No, but at the that, same time. That means, yeah. that means that you have thought about reversing course. And, you know, you never know what situations may pop up. What do you mean? Right. What do you mean? Right. You just said it. You're a week into retirement. Now, I understand the pangs happen. You know, you've been playing it for a long time. You missed the camaraderie. You missed the competition. It's Super Bowl week. You have pretty much taken up residence in the Super Bowl for half of your career. I understand. It probably brings back a lot of memories. Right. This is his, your week. His, his muscle memory says yeah. Super Bowl. I should be practicing right now. I should yeah. be here. I should be here. Yeah. But a weekend? A weekend? And you know what I think is happening? i shocked. I think... Not only, like, we all know that he didn't want to retire, probably was encouraged. Oh, now we all know that. Encouraged, yeah. We all, how's that a, was that a scoop? 
No, no, no. I'm saying it wasn't you. Now your memory is failing. No, did I resist that? Oh, that, yeah, you did. I resisted that he. You were like that his family. You, oh, no, that his well, family wanted him to retire. You may have agreed. I know. You may have agreed. I know okay, exactly. You may have. I was ready to jump. Remember, I was ready to dive on. No, this right, right. I'm going to dive on you. Say, yeah. say, just say what. I'm going to dive on you, Ray. Um, all right, look. Um, no, it wasn't Ray. Who Claude, was it? Claude. Claude. That, yeah, that would have bothered you. Yeah, yeah that would have bothered you. Yeah. Claude, Claude. Yeah. It was Claude. But remember I said last week that he said, I'll retire when I suck. Right. Well, that's never going to happen. You're not going to yeah. suck, Tom Brady. So that can't be your standard. Yeah. Hey, I got the answers to the test. Why retire not? You'll always have the answers to the test. I don't know about you, but all the, the smart kids that I've been around, they stayed smart. <laughs> you know, ain't no, smart kids didn't suddenly get dumb. So sure. if you got the answers to the test in 2014, you certainly will have them in 2022. You've got to come up with something else. Something else has to move you toward that retirement exit. And what that was... Going toward that exit door was his wife. So I, I told you that, and I told we I, I, this all no, no disagreement on Tuesday. I didn't give you any disagreement. I, oh, I no, think you did. Me. Okay, but anyway, hey, what me on Tuesday, last Tuesday, a week ago today. All right, check tape. Check tape. I asked you. I remember how I asked it. I was what like, "How do you marry what he didn't say okay. on Monday night okay. with what he said well, on Instagram that's on Tuesday different. morning?" See, and different. I told you that Giselle, okay, Monday night, heard that podcast and was like, "Cut the shit." <laughs> she was like, and, he, and that's why he sent out that rinky dink, you know, six year old Instagram post that wow. was so beneath his production capabilities and all the people he surrounds himself with. See. He never Man. wanted to do it. There are a couple and, and now, I, I, old to, I'll say it again, old to be a fly on the wall right now. Because him saying never say never, I guess Tom Brady wasn't going to play until he was 50. Tom Brady is going to be playing at 50. <laughs> That's what we have learned. So Brady is going to take a sabbatical for yeah. a couple of years. And, he, and when he's 49 years old, still Bro. swinging that rock, Stop. somebody going to sign him at 49. He may just be like, you know what, I'm going to take some time off while the kids get older. Let them get through school. Maybe let them go through high school. They go off to college. Empty nest. Okay, now I'm ready to play again. That's his master plan. And, and I'm like not we, saying, I don't know if he's coming back said, this like year, said, but he's coming like, back. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Play with your friend. You want to go, you know, go play with your friend? Have fun. Have fun. With your little friend. Go ahead, go ahead have fun. No, I'm not mad. No, I'm not mad. What are you, why, why I'm are you over asking, it. I'm over it. Asking me? I'm over it. Do what you want. You go do what you want to do anyway. Anyway. <laughs> you go do what you want to do anyway, right? So what does it matter there what it I is. say? Why are you there asking me? Why are you even asking me my opinion when all you're going to do is what you want to do anyway? All right. He's so go teacher. play. You want to play, Tom? Go play. Whatever makes you happy. You go. like it. I love it. Go play your little, your little and sport. And scene. Your little sport. Um, now he's an interesting case study, though, Tom Brady. Because most athletes in most sports – it's obvious. It's obvious. They watch themselves on film, especially in football. Watch themselves on film. Defensive players, man, I'm not as fast as I used to be. It's not happening like uh, it used to. I'm not recovering. I'm, get, I'm getting all these little injuries. In all sports, the game usually it retires him. Yeah. It retires No, he's fine. And so now There's we no see somebody. It's weird. The dude's going to be 45 in August. And at 45 years old, he knows he's capable of playing at an MVP level and or, he's not playing. We've never even, seen it before. We've or never even seen if it. You, or even if you still want, if you can still do it physically, 
mentally and emotionally, you're just tired of it. You may be yeah. like, you know what, I can still do it, but I don't really he feel like the restart. practice. He wants to do. All, he wants the the, the minutia. He wants the routine. He wants the practices. He wants to work out. He wants to do all those things. And the only reason he won't do it now is because it would continue to compromise his family unit. And you know, Mike, he got he got a restart in, um, in his career by leaving the Patriots after 20 years, and then going to uh, going to the Bucks. If he had stayed with the Patriots. If he had signed that contract, he probably would willingly retire. I mean, after a probably while. tired of it. He, he, what yeah, if he, what if it's, it's, all the guys said, Bill Belichick wears you down. What if this is his Brett Favre stage? What if, like, what if this is, or even or even Rodgers from last year? What if he just needs the offseason to actually take off? Now, he may not be able to do that Why didn't he and say still that? prepare. Because that's not what the missus told him to say. Okay. This well, is the last saw, clue. She, this hey, was the she clue we needed. didn't tell him to say this either. My, I'm, I, see, I'm, I'm going back to the week before. Yeah. It's like, he knows. He always knows. I'm like, mm, no, I think he's torn. No, no. I think he's struggling he knows, with this. He's like, oh, no, it's so obvious. It is obvious. Ob- it was obvious. It was, but, it was obvious that his but, wife no. wanted him to go. It wasn't no, obvious that he that, wanted to okay, go. It's the same thing. That's the same thing. Touche. Oh, okay. Touche. Because he knew. Hey, yeah, I want to play, but is it best for the family? Right. And, you know, like the, the kid, you know, the kids, it's not the kids. It might, it's it's the, it, I think it's the kids, too. I think it's the kids. I'm the kids. Okay. I think it's the kids, but, too. Because you don't, you don't get this time yeah. back. I think I, I don't think he's torn between just pacifying ooh. or making the wife happy, making the it's, missus happy, ooh. and playing football, doing it's, what he wants to do. I think, I, I believe, I, say this and I, don't, I don't know the guy. But he seems like a, a devoted and committed husband and father. Should I say, I, should I say I, this publicly? I don't know. You I and I both know that it's both of us. We left to come out here. Yeah, it, it made hard. us sick to our stuff. Yeah, it was because hard. we know that we're going to miss something. I'm pretty sure that he hates missing out on his kids growing up or the, you know being completely present for his family. But at the same time, sometimes it takes the wife. Listen, man, that's what I say. Listen to the woman. Sometimes it takes the wife. To just set to just snap you in the point to check right. you. Be like, look, dude, you want I know you yeah. want to still play, but I'm telling you, you're gonna regret We're done. you'll never get this time back. Or or no no <laughs> it, it, maybe it's not even that reasonable. No, it might not be. It's not that yeah. reasonable. I was gonna say, um, look, judge so, me. If you have to ask yourself whether you should say it publicly, okay. you probably should. I'm gonna say it anyway. I'm gonna say it anyway, because this is family. You, you, no, no pressure this to do family. it. It's you sure? It's family, man. You family. Speaking family. of family, your family might be watching. Uh, and they're watching, okay, it's family. It's cool. All right, it's man. Cool. I, 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 I tried. I tried when to you help said you. the kids wanna be involved too, I'm telling you, we can deal with the kids. Like we can deal with the kids. So like, like we can kinda we can talk to the kids in a certain kind of way. Sometimes oh, you're kids, giving away a secret. Yeah, 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 yeah. You talk to them in a certain way. Kids might want certain things. Oh, but you know, I wanted us to. Oh, I thought we'd take that trip. You know, to, to Paris. I thought we'd do this. Oh, you got that. You got yeah. that. I we'll got do that, that for too. You. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll do that too. <laughs> exactly. Oh no, I get we'll, that for we'll you. Do that. Oh yeah, I we'll take do. care of you. I got you on that. How about this? Yeah. How about we go here? Yeah. Oh, here, there it is. There and it is. then give daddy like June, July, August. <laughs> right. So you can do. So you can do that with the kids. Yeah. With your wife? Nah. No. No. Does he come back this year? Done. No. Okay. No. Does he come back at all? Or is he just? Or is he just struggling? He's, he's struggling just thinking because out loud. he's the only. He's thinking out loud. There's nobody. There's nobody who can have this conversation. And for you hockey heads out there, help me. I don't know about hockey. Uh, you hockey heads, tell me that, you know, Gordy Howe, when he was playing at 50 with his kids, you know you know you're old out there playing with your kids. I don't know. If, was he still Gordy Howe of 20 years early? I don't know. 
I don't think we've ever seen an athlete not play this long as well. At forty-five, no. no, of course not. In any sport, be now hockey top, would be at the top. Hockey of, not would just be the sport because those the defensemen, the those defensemen like Chris Chelios, sure, sure. out there playing it, but they're not still at the elite level. So he doesn't really have anybody to Look have a con- votes. He doesn't have anybody to have a conversation with. Like, no, how did you do? There's no it? playbook for this. There's nothing. There's no playbook for this. And so I he's think- struggling, and he's struggling out loud. He's articulating thoughts that maybe. But he should have so just calculated. he should have taken this and Bruh, just written it. So he should have journaled. Journal. He's so calculated. He has to know that saying something like that, and maybe for all we know, there's an Instagram post that either has gone up or is coming that's gonna say, Hey, just to be clear, I'm done, right? But he has to know what saying never say never will do uh, to the football world. But not just that though, man. He I, I could totally see him also. We've reduced this to like one reason, family, which is, I think, the primary reason. It's also been speculation that he looked at the direction of the organization and whether or not the Bucks could compete for a championship given some of the decisions they have to make when it comes to personnel. Maybe he takes this year off. Maybe he comes back. and Bro, when he, no, first, when he first won the Super Bowl in Tampa, I said that Tom Brady, he should just be like a, a franchise turnarounder for hire. Like, it's just like, what, what team can I try? Jacksonville, I got Let's you. Okay. What, where can I go uh, just to change teams? I'm glad you said he that. He might be that guy I'm glad is, you said is, it. Is, is one year at a time, but interrupted by a sabbatical. You know what? That, I'm, I'm so glad you let me exactly where I wanted to go. Did I? Final point, yes. Final point on this is I don't think there's a strong market for Tom Brady. And if you say that's ridiculous, okay, you think that's ridiculous. Now, you mean Tom Brady now or Tom, Tom Brady at 48? Tom Brady right now. I don't it's think not a, a, strong, market. a strong market. Somebody who will say, because, okay, everybody thinks that's funny, right? She. Okay, yeah. Do it. How you spell that? S H E E E E E E E E E I T. Okay, fine. Whatever. Tom Brady was a free agent in 2019. Tennessee said Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, because they were believing the Patriots. They were like, Derek, oh, they looked at 2019, and just like the Patriots misjudged him. De- That's what Derek happened. Carr stayed with the Things Raiders. Things change. San Francisco. Okay, so who is it? Somebody. Who? who? I don't know. Tell me. Okay, Somebody. is it Tennessee? Tennessee going to run it Hypothetical. Hi- who? Hypothetically speaking, if Tom Brady, was, if Tom Brady of the it last two England. years came back and was like, yo. It ain't Cincinnati. What's up? It ain't the Rams. It's if not he, the Chargers. If Tom Brady sent somebody a you up text right now, they responded. Tell me who. All right, we got to okay, go, go I, down the list. I mean, that would make sense for him and them. I'm telling you, it's okay. Not, well, it's, well, let's, it's, let's take it's, part it's a one. Small group, correct? Uh, that's a championship. Very small. Uh, that's a team that's a championship contender, right? Yeah. Okay. How about this? How about this? Yes, San Francisco is committed to Trey Lance moving forward, but we know who they're not committed to anymore, and that's, and that's Jimmy Garoppolo. Again, we just spitballing here. Just, just throwing stuff out Throwing it out. Sticks. Throwing it out. You don't think San Francisco would have him do like a homecoming? No. One? Hey, Trey, your time's coming, homie. Don't worry. The goat's coming through. You'll be better for it. The goat, the, the goat coming through. And you've got a – and now with Tom Brady. Hell, Arizona may need a quarterback. Because uh, – <laughs> For all we that. know. We'll talk about that. But for, but for Brady – so what he did in Tampa, they were receptive to. Now, first it was, remember we said, and how it changed. McDaniels would get it, rid of Derek Carr it, in a second it for changed, Tom Brady. It changed, though. No, he wouldn't. You don't oh, think no, so? Would, no, no. No, 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 no. Because that, that, I think that has run its course. Just like Belichick and Brady. Uh, ran, Same well, thing. Well, working relationship. Yeah, is that right? It ran its course. It was, it was time. It was time for that. They, they all figured it's time for us to. Interesting. Between you and me, may the Lord watch. <laughs> Between you and me, we're on our way. But I, I would say 
it, for Brady, and when he got to Tampa, it all made sense. Remember, he's going to be in Bruce Arians' offense. Which he struggled with initially. And, until it really wasn't Bruce Arians' offense anymore. It was yeah. Arians. We, now we're talking about collaborative. It's Arians, and it's Leftwich, and it's Brady, and we allow him to coach. But this would be and full he, circle like a mug. He, you don't think the Indianapolis Colts, after the way their season finished, they had the a chance. They had about Carson Wentz? Well, but they had a chance then, but now Brady proved not only the Patriots, but everybody else wrong for not pursuing him. Like that like that kid said to Cam, he's a free agent. He was. He's a free agent. I think a lot, of people, a lot of people think that the Patriots have all the answers, that they never make mistakes, that they know what they're talking about, and that the Patriots are letting Brady go. He well, must be, they, yeah. yeah it, it, must be on a decline. How would you? How after the last two years would somebody not at least evaluate? You know what? Because if you're trying to build is a program, it, if you're trying to build a program, I think the L.A. Rams are as close as anybody is coming to, in the league to. They're one win away from saying we're going to win the Super Bowl. The we're going to build a Super Bowl team, and actually doing it in one year. It's hard to do it in one year. The, the Buccaneers did it. The it, Buccaneers did it. I beg your pardon. I know what Mike McDaniel said to Tua. I'm here to bring greatness out of you. Frickin' Stephen Ross tampered with, tried to tamper with Tom Brady. You don't think with the with the house in Miami, you okay. don't think Miami would be like, yo, sure. dude, really? Miami would, Come on through. Okay, but at Miami, Come on through. Tom Brady in Miami, they're going to the Super Bowl? They, they are Tom Brady away from being a Super Bowl team? They're not finished. They ain't playing no games tomorrow. I'm, I'm saying that. Yo, I'm, I'm fighting with your point of okay. Tom Brady wants to play somewhere. Yeah. And, that that team and is like, no, nah, we're like, all set. The league is going crazy. It's like this feeding frenzy like Tom Brady. I think a lot of teams would really? be in on that action. Okay. okay. He's only going to get MVP votes this year. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh, you want to go? <laughs> you want to go? Okay. Have fun. All right. Have, have fun. fun. Have fun. No, have fun. I'm not mad. I'm not, I'm not mad. That's what they say. What I, what I, hey, don't tell me what I am. Don't tell me that I look mad. But I like, I'm not mad. I like the line. You had the line. You're going to do, do what you, you want anyway. You're going to do what you want anyway. You know, like, well, why are you asking me? Listen, you know you're in trouble when they start talking about your little friends. You want to go after your little friends? Yeah. yeah. Your little friend or, or, or your little friend. You want to play with little friend? Ain't okay. you too old for that? Ain't you too old to be going to the club? Okay. Oh, you want to go, oh, you want to go on your golf trip? Oh, it's, go, it's golf trip time again? You know we got to wake up in the morning, right? You know you got shit to do in the morning, right? <laughs> okay. So if you, if, you come, if you come in here at 3 o'clock in the morning and them kids, them kids wake you up, I, I don't want to hear uh, it. Hey, Tom, just consider it. Consider it, man. Is it worth it? Sooner or later. You're coming back sooner or later. No, nah, he's done. He's he done. done. He doesn't want to be done. He will be able to play at near 50. He may not done. play all the way through. He will be back. You've not Brady. heard the last of him. Tom Brady. I, yeah, Where's I, over? I told you it was a sabbatical. It's a, it's a personal leave. He wants it to be a it's sabbatical. It's a personal leave. That's what it is. No, because he's going to drive Giselle crazy. In. So it, it's no pressure, man. We got a bunch of guys that that been here before. Um, There's know what it's like to be at this point, and um, we're gonna do everything we can to win. So um, it's no pressure at all when you got a bunch of um, dogs in the back that's ready to eat. So the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moment of comfort and convenience, but where he stands in the times of challenge and controversy. And you always stand up, brother. You always stand up. I love you. I and love go you, get dog. that ring. Go get that ring, dog. I love you, Go dog. Give me chills. So I know that voice, man. You know, I was excited about the opportunity to come to Los Angeles, play for this great organization with the great teammates that I'm going to have the opportunity to play with, you know, and, and um, for a great coaching staff. Uh, you know, at the same time, I was 
I was really thinking back about how appreciative I am of so many of the great teammates and players, you know, that I got to play with in Detroit. Thankful to the Ford family for my opportunity to play in this league. Um, but at the same time, I was I was pumped about being able to uh, to get to L.A. You never know who you're going to find in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Our long lost brother. In person. <laughs> Chris Sims. In person. I told him I thought he was like 5'11. I didn't. I did. I'm just playing around. I, like we, I feel like I've seen you in person before. I never yes. met you. Yes. Uh, I saw you from a distance. I've seen you at Super Bowls. Michael's kind of the same with you. Yeah. I know. But it's never, like jumping Jack Flash. It's the first time we've got to like, really <laughs> yeah. like, get, get together. Get yeah. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. You are disappointed? Why? Why Because I should be in the middle. I told you I like Oreo cookies. All right, let's do it. Come on. And that's All what right, we should have done. Well, unhook me. Unhook me. You're going to unhook him live. Okay, fine. Hand him the mic. Hand off. Unplug him. You don't have an earpiece anyway. Oh, I don't even need it. I'm good. Who's that? Michael, don't worry about your earpiece. The Oreo cookie. Don't worry about the earpiece. I got got, got the traffic in my ears. Look at this. Look at this. 2022 racial harmony. This is perfect. We'll see how the interview goes. And you know this is my table. You know this is my table? What do you mean this is your table? This is my table from my podcast at NBC Sports. Right. No wonder the show has sucked the last Oh, but thank you for loading us your furniture. Wait, man. You bring your We out your bootleg. You're bringing your furniture from from like the East Coast to the West Coast. You got to bring like why'd you have to bring don't your own t- table? Don't talk to me. I don't make okay. these decisions. Okay. You know right. that we so got bosses that are way no, I, all, smarter than me. All jokes aside, it's been it's been very good. Great uh, to see very, you. Man. It served us well. Really, really good to see you, brother. Thanks. Great um, to see you too, sir. So look, uh, we just heard some. If anybody the, texts you, I'll let you know. All right, thanks. <laughs> we just heard some of the some of the Los Angeles Rams who you have been around since last week, last Tuesday. Right, last Tuesday I got to. The full day, being there at the facility, everything was okay. really cool, great. Got to do the interview with McVay. See, this is great. So you so, you got access to stuff that we didn't get over Zoom. Right. So I guess just let's just start broad. Sure. What's your, what's your general takeaway from the approach, the mood, the mentality of the Rams who – as an organization, have been here before not too long ago. I've right. some different guys on the team and whatnot. Right. But just what was your takeaway from being around them? Uh, great excitement in the building. I think that's the first thing. I think there's great confidence in the building as well, but not like cockiness where you're like, whoa, these guys think they're going to win the Super Bowl. It's more of like, hey, we got a good group here. We got something special. And you can kind of feel that positive vibe throughout. Mm-hmm. Anybody you meet, really. It's And, and really, i got to give McVay just the – the culture in the organization is special. That's where I give him a lot of credit. I mean, yeah. one of the things that you'll see on the pregame show and everything is I just talked about, like, how do you do it? And he's just set forth a culture there where these stars love it. You know, he gives them a little leeway and treats them like stars, but also knows kind of how to, you know, get the red hot poker there to motivate them and go, no, no, we got to get better in these areas. So he's got a really awesome blend that way. And one thing that McVeigh said to me that I thought was really cool was that he learned from the first Super Bowl. He, he flat out said, you know, I went from boy wonder to boy blunder in that game right there. And Belichick outcoached me. Yeah. And one thing he said in this game is that he will have more fail-safe plans. He's going to have more plan Bs and plan, B, plan Cs and plan Ds in case the Bengals throw things at him that they weren't quite prepared for. He, he certainly had his eye on that a little bit. But he also said that he's not overthinking it. Not overthinking it. So what's it. the balance between those right, things? Right, right. I think he knows they know what they are. I think he just wants the ability a little bit more than the first time around to be able to adjust in-game. Gotcha. Where I think the first time around he just thought, hey, this is what we did all year. All right. We're good at it. We know how ex- execute it. Or the Patriots play zone. But the Patriots, play, so they, they, they crack the code. Yeah, then they and put then a man they and you screwed. Yeah, they could yeah, figure yeah. it out. It out. Yeah. Right. All right, so speaking of Super Bowls, the first time, you know, Rams, Patriots, this time, Rams, Bengals. Right. How do they match up? How do the Bengals match up with the Rams? And how do the Rams, it, it, 
you know, match up with the Bengals? Do they do anything? Does either, in other words, yeah. does either team do something that the other team says, "Oh man, I don't know if we have an answer for that." Yeah, well, I, I mean, listen, it's it's. I give the advantage of the matchup to the Rams. I will say that. I think the Rams are the better football team. That doesn't mean anything. You know, it doesn't. We know the Bengals hang around. You let Joe Burrow hang around the fourth quarter. Watch out, right? But I. I, I Listen, the obvious thing, you guys know what the obvious thing is. Pass rush. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's a real thing. You know, they've, yeah. the, the Bengals have escaped, you know, like real disasters in both playoff games. Even last week when you go back and watch the AFC Championship game, I mean, even his completions, it's like, oh, man, he just got that off in time. Or yeah. he had a scramble and make something happen. Yeah. And this is the best pass rushing unit they faced yet. So that's where I just look at what's the plan of attack going to be from the Bengals. They've got to, of course, be very conscious of that. And I got to think quick game, get mm-hmm. Joe Burrow in a rhythm early. They should look at every screen Debo Samuel ever ran against the Rams and put it in their game plan. Mm. They need to do all of that. Those are the things I look at uh, to be interesting. And, and, then, and, and off of that, where I look at the Rams, they have this great pass rush. One thing that bothers me about their pass rush is they rush five too much. Right, yeah, you, they, you, got, you got this unbelievable front yeah. four. Why yeah. are you wasting the extra guy? And I would yeah. be scared of that in this game to think, hey, Burrow's going to be smart. He know, oh wait, five rushers, I'm going to get it out. Yeah. And now you don't have one extra guy in coverage in those yeah. little short areas. So that is something I look for in the game to kind of be a, a cool matchup. I, the matchup. I know the Rams have been really strong against the run in the postseason, but yeah. I wonder if this is the, that guy's game. But the yeah. last guy we just saw, this is a Joe Mixon game for Cincinnati. I, I, I you, you got to think that a little bit. Here's my one concern. Not that I have all the answers, but you guys know me. I love film and watching that crap. Going even to the Chiefs game, I feel like they tried to do the Joe Mixon thing there. Mm -hmm. And they were borderline... Almost never really got Joe Burrow in a rhythm because of that, too. It was stubborn. It was stubborn. A lot of second right? and nine, second a lot of nine, third and eight. Now it's third yeah, and eight, yeah, right? Exactly yeah, right. Yeah. I would be a little scared to do that approach too much in this one because I'd want to go, man, I, we got to go down with our best punches in this one. And that's okay. Joe Burrow dishing it out to those guys. Yeah. Now, where I really think is a handful of runs for one reason. Just so that's their opportunity to now create play, action, pass, big play down the field. Mm. I think that's the one way they're going to be able to at least go, wait, Aaron Donald's rushing. Oh, wait, are they going to run it? Yeah. He stops for a second. Oh, wait, now i got to get back on pass rushing. Maybe you can buy some time to get chased down Or the that field. quick game you're talking about. Just get out of his hand. Let there be an extension of the running game. I think those are two things yeah. that I would look at, certainly, yeah. no doubt. We haven't talked to you since the, the conference championship yeah. uh, weekend. Damn, it's been that long? Yeah, yeah it really has. I had, a, I had a go. or I had something on that, that first day or, or last week. I couldn't yeah. be there. I think we had a short week. And we had yeah. a short we That's traveling. Right, yeah. Everybody's traveling. Let's That's take great. off. No. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> if you look at it just from, from both games, you mentioned, you referenced it, Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City. Right. Were you as surprised as everybody else? I mean, they, they seem to be in con- complete control of that game. Yes. And it kind of got away from them. What, what just film-wise, what did you see? What right. happened there? Well, I think, you know, second half, the Bengals did break out on a more consistent basis. There's probably two or three plays in the first half where they ran that three-man rush. Yeah. Second half, broke that out consistently to where you saw it. And what was special about it is, hey, everybody's got a three-man rush defense. But usually defenses only have like one or two ways they do it. Like it's three-man rush and we play Tampa 2 with an extra guy dropping in the zone. Or it's a three-man rush and we just play cover three. We disguise these two coverages, but that's all they do. They played a bunch of coverages. Hmm. Even man within rushing three. And then having extra guys waiting for crossers because, you know, it's hard to follow a guy man-to-man in a crosser. So I think that was the one thing I would look at. Mahomes got a little got back a little bit of the microcosm we talked about all year with Mahomes leaving the pocket a little early sometimes sometimes a three-man rush and I'm going okay where are you going why are you leaving 
They just stay there. There's going to be people open. Yeah. That, you know, and then there's just a few little off-target throws, and they got thrown off the rhythm of their football game, and it's, it was really a microcosm, a little mm. bit of what you've seen the Chiefs do all year long. The dumb RPO interception. Mm-hmm. That was a great play. Again, the good defensive call. They blitzed somebody off the edge. Hendrickson dropped off the other defense. And now he thinks he's going to throw a wide open RPO. And Hendrickson's there. So now he double double cocks it and then tries to throw it. Ball gets tipped in the air. Interception. You know, good plays, good game plan. And Kansas City falling asleep at the wheel once again. Now, in the other game, yeah. I said to Mike that his guy, Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> the, the, reason, the reason San Francisco made the trade up is probably what you you saw in the fourth quarter from right, Jimmy. Right. It, is it fair to say that that's just not who he is? He's not. A, if you have to say Jimmy win the game for us, he can't. But if you've got control of the game, Jimmy's Jimmy's fine. That, that's it is. You know. But as you guys know, it's hard to win a Super Bowl that way with like a quarterback. We go. He can never quite kind of get us out of a jam, right? We always got to kind of placate to him, manage the situation a little yeah. bit, play through the run. We don't totally trust you. And to me, that was, certainly was a huge difference in the football game. I mean, Stafford threw an interception on the second drive right in the four-yard line. But McVay, he's yeah. seen enough of Stafford, and this is one thing he said to me where he just goes, he doesn't blink. And I don't lose confidence just because he threw an interception. Hmm. And he shouldn't. I mean, we talked about during the year, there were some games where we'd go, what the hell is he doing? How yeah. stupid is that? Yeah. But then he'd drive him on a great clutch drive to win the game at the end. Yeah. You'd go, damn, I thought it was about to fall apart, and he got it together. So, you know, that game, yes, came down to that, certainly, and it was a different matchup. I look at the two NFC teams to be better than the two AFC teams. I'll just say that right really? off the bat. I do. I think team-wise, yes, the AFC has the quarterbacks. To me, the 49ers and Rams complete team-wise, I do think we're better than the two AFC teams, but that doesn't mean anything in the yeah. Super Bowl. Um, going back to just the time he spent with the Rams, yeah. and he spoke about the culture that McVay uh, has built right. uh, around the, the organization. <clears throat> and you have another team trying to get a piece of that in the Vikings uh, hiring or soon to hire Kevin O'Connell yeah. as their coach. What do you know about him? What's your read on him? And, and can, can he be another? Now, it helps yeah. to have Joe Burrow. Gotcha. Can he be another Zach Taylor? You know, can he right. be yet another uh, fruitful uh, coach off this trip? Yeah, I, I know Kevin O'Connell a little bit. I'm not going to tell you he's a guy that I've been real close to through the years. Yeah. I've known a lot of people that have known him. I did get to spend some time with him last week when I was there. You know, the things I do know from people I trust is, you know, of course, smart. Like, wired like a McVeigh or Lafleur, and it's just football details, creativity. we got to be on this. But I'll say the one thing that jumped out to me, and what I always question with any new head coach, is I just go, all right, can he lead men? You know how yeah. important that is, right? Yeah. Can he be stand up in there, keep it real with the guys, tell them, hey, you did some dumb stuff, but then also make them feel like, hey, we can get better and this is positive. I felt like he's got real good leadership skills, like a, a man's man who's going to know how to lead a locker room. So that thing, that I've been told that, and I got to witness it. Now, you know, I, what I will say, and I'm all in favor of Kevin O'Connell getting yeah. that job up there, but I do think the optics look weird in the, this day and age in the NFL right now. Yeah. If you just want to keep it real, right? I mean, yeah. there's Biennemi, top five offensive coordinator, Leftwich. You're just yeah. tearing the NFL up. Yeah. And now you hired a guy that hasn't called plays in the NFL yet. Right. McVay's calling him, and he right. gets to be a head coach. Right. I think that severely looks messed up, but I don't want it to take away from what I do think is a qualified candidate. I, I'm you know? with you, man, and that's the difficult yeah. That's the difficult First part. Time. It's like we, yeah. we, we yeah. talked about this on yeah. the phone. You know, what does Kevin O'Connell bring to the table that the enemy or left which don't? And the answer is nothing no. other than a connection, which a direct connection with Sean McVay. I mean, like, 
Byron Leftwich play quarterback in this league. The man. You know? And doing things on the offensive side of the ball that is, like, phenomenal. Yeah. An unbelievable scheme that's tried and true. And you're seeing Brady have some of the best years of his career at 44. Like, I, that, it doesn't make sense it's, to me. It's like, but like we, all, we find us saying, more than one thing could be true. He could be a qualified candidate right. and a good hire. And it still could somebody look messed up. Be, yeah, right. absolutely. And it's unfortunate because it does. Even, you know, we saw, we'll get to this, I'm sure, later. We saw with Brian Flores. Right. only reason I didn't get hired is because of the lawsuit. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, it's not like Lovey Smith yeah. is like well, nobody. No, it's well, not. You know what I mean? like, Lovey Smith, Smith has had a really good career. He has. There's some familiarity with him from good career. No doubt. I'm yeah, not saying good. he's a Hall of Fame coach, right. no, but Lovey really Smith good. is not yeah. a scrub. So if you took Brian Flores is not a slam dunk over Lovey Smith. I think he is right now. You, you don't think so? I do. Right now, I do. Uh, okay. I think Flores has done enough to show with young potential, like, really gets it. He's rough around the edges. He tells the owner, no, screw you. I'm not going to lose games, yeah. right? So that's tough in the NFL. But I say that Lovey has in ways for the Houston Texans yeah. in a lot of ways. I, I hear what you're saying. Do you think Lovey, like maybe the game, dare I say it, is, are you looking at the Tampa years and, or the game maybe passed him by to Illinois years? It's a different game. Because Florida hasn't done anything NFL. professionally that Lovey hasn't right, done. Right, right. No, but I think Florida has got a better resume than Florida. Florida no doubt about it. There's more time. And he's got more experience. And he's certainly to an organization that's all over the place. He's a guy that's going to be able to stabilize things. That's where I love the go. lovey aspect. Yeah. No doubt about it. And I do think he's still a real good defensive yeah. coach. He understands NFL football. There's something to that. He can lead men like we talked about. Right. But at the same time, I look at Flores and go, man, he does some stuff on defense that I go, man, yeah. the whole NFL is trying to go, I want to do that. How do I you want to be that Belichick? Out? That's right. the guy. I, I just hate yeah. that it, I hate that it takes know, away from Lovey. That's all. I get As you if there. he's not qualified. I get you. you know? and no, it's not yeah. that he's not qualified. He's just not just an exciting fan base, right? It's not it doesn't impressive. get that way. Would you say that? Would you say Lovey Smith as, well, as a coach? Who is for that matter? As a coach, well, like I like if you look at the people that were hired, who's who won who won the press conference other than maybe the Raiders getting McDaniel's to come back? Yeah, and and maybe got, I like the guy, Dayball, Giants one. Dayball's a good hire. That. That's, I like that's it. a really good. And that's another one. It's like you know the Giants may have actually picked the guy that was the better fit, especially if they're trying to fix Daniel Jones. Right. The problem is there's always an excuse, always a reason, no doubt. always just, a white guy that's, that we thought was more but qualified. They, right. but, they you just, know? but they but they kind of screwed it up, too. I mean, they, maybe they shouldn't have screwed it up. It's like, oh, well, why are you taking a, 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 a attention from our guy? Well, we, we got these texts here. We can't pretend like we don't see the text. Yeah. And that the that that. Bill Belichick knew who was getting the job before Brian before Brian Flores did. We can't pretend that. So here's what I struggle with, though, guys. I struggle with the I struggle with the looking at it generally when every team's circumstances are different. Yeah. So let's say that Belichick wouldn't have been mistaken, and that Belichick would have texted the right Brian right. to say you're the guy. Right. That's not a problem. We, we would not have – if Brian Flores was we the would, guy that they targeted, it's a problem, and yet they but we still – don't know about it. It, it yeah, is a problem. Might not but that's know what about I, it. But that's right. what my point, though. If Brian Flores was the guy that they targeted all along, and that same text, which never becomes public, and even though they went through a process and everybody else was going through an interview, but Brian Flores was the guy that they wanted, that's okay. But them wanting Dayball at the expense of Brian Flores is not because of the Rooney rule. It's like it's the, there's a specifics, but then there's the – What's the number now? Is it 13 coaches? Yeah. And, you know, 13, 11%. Right. 
right. you know, since the institution of the rule of yeah, have been right. black coaches. So it's the big picture, but then it's the specifics that you're like, well, wait a second, I could see why they did this. Uh, yeah. But there's always a why not when it comes to black coaches. Uh, there is. The I, I don't disagree with you there. I'm with you 100%. I mean, first off, even going back to the Texans, I think they boxed themselves in the corner of like, yeah. what yeah. the hell yeah. did we do? Right. We're going to hire white Josh McCann, who's never coached football. That's yeah. who we really want. But whoa, wait, we didn't realize we were going to get backlash. What? Like, what the <laughs> hell are you thinking down there? That's what I want to say. You didn't think you were going to get backlash for that? Yeah. And then it was like, wait, we like Brian Flores. I worked with him. I'm Nick Casario, right? I get that. But yeah, oh, wait, there's a lawsuit that's a real right. issue. I here. believe right. Nick. Right. Cal was like, nah, player. I mean, I like it. And then, wait, last thing I just want to get into, yeah, because yeah. I think you brought up some good points. The NFL is deep-rooted in its whiteness. Yeah, man. I mean, period. I don't, I'm not trying to say that to be racial or not. It's a fact of the, 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 the beast itself. Yeah. I mean, again, there's the world itself. You see so many, like, coaches, their families are right, involved. Right, the nepotism The involved. owners, kids are involved. The GM, his family's involved. Yeah. It's a closed work, like, you know, again, it's an old world. I said it's like the wealth gap in, in, is, the, in the United States of America. It keeps and compounding over years. And it's hard to break in. Yeah. And, you know, you got it like yeah. to Kevin O'Connell, I think that, you know, again, more, more times than not, these teams, who they talk to, the Bill Polians of the world, who, mm-hmm. okay, wait, deeper rooted in, again, the whiteness, and I'm not trying to judge, I'm just giving examples here. Yeah. But, yeah, I think there's issues that way and there's not enough trust in the owners who are also white for the most part let's keep it real all of them and yeah, most except of them for, except probably, for Sean Conn, if yeah. you look at their other businesses probably have a ton of white people high up in their organizations where you know again I just don't know the comfort level seems to be an issue and there's not enough then for the black candidate to get support where hey let's take a guy like Rex Ryan right Rex Ryan's crazy right he was crazy not your traditional head coach the way he acted but I think because again his family being involved he had enough people that could call an owner and Mm -hmm. go he knows what he's doing he's a little crazy he's funny whatever he knows what he's doing but when it comes to a black coach candidate i don't always feel like they have that backing yeah right right. and that's one thing i hear about the enemy sometimes is you know he's not political he keeps it real like if some team asks him about his quarterback he's like no i don't like him (laughs) and sometimes owners don't like that right (laughs) and it's not that way but he has that to me is the support system sometimes is off too behind the scenes yeah i was going to ask you this uh and by the way i just want to say if i go went on one of these interviews i'm gonna bring my white friend along i'm just gonna bring my white friend along okay you're not coming with me how about my white buddy here hey hey, 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 come on come on come on let's talk let's talk to him (laughs) what does he mean by that what do you mean What's that? What am I supposed to say? But in all seriousness, okay, we talked earlier, and and Brian Flores came out and said, "Hey, I would I would have been the coach if not for the lawsuit." Is it okay to be? Not a lot of people, not a lot of people um, on our side of the street have been critical of Brian Flores. Is it okay to say that's true? I mean, I don't know if that's criticism, but yeah, it's true. If you didn't have the lawsuit, I'm glad he had the lawsuit. But is it part of, he talked about the sacrifice. That was, that was expected. Isn't that part of the sacrifice? Yeah, right. So is, yeah. is that necessarily breaking news to you or to It's not breaking news. I think it was on, if I may, not to trivialize, I think it was on brand. I think it was consistent with the lawsuit itself. Like the double standard, the lack of opportunity. Oh, and here's another one. I would have this job had I not filed this lawsuit, which goes back to what I was saying. But like I think, but the that, league would be telling on itself if they... But Shut to him me, out but to me that kind of I don't think that strengthens his case. I think he's got a strong case. Yeah, I think it's just by, consistent. By saying, but is that consistent? If I'm going to sue you, mm-hmm. and then expect to get a job, that, that ain't. I know that's not happening. Right, we why would do. I expect? Well, yeah. Why, why is that? Why? Why even a statement no. on that? But, but in a lot I, of I ways, think that's where I think that's a. I, I really wasn't feeling that from Flores because, of, of course, Brian, we know that. Like, what? What's the point? Well, yeah. even though it's obvious, 
I don't think it's right. So I guess what I'm saying really? is that, that I don't believe. Okay. If, if you NFL, sue somebody, you think they're going to give you a job. Sometimes you got to do the wrong thing for the right reasons, as the dude said in Good Times one time. Yeah, he hey, sold the television times. for hey, his family. Hey, yeah, Good Times. If the NFL, good times. at least as, if, if Roger Goodell has kind of walked it back from the initial, we will defend this is without merit, over the weekend he comes back and is like, okay, yeah, we got this is unacceptable. We have a problem. So if somebody, we're so at a loss for answers that they're giving draft picks to the team that developed yeah. a minority right. coach because somebody else did the best thing for their organization. Yeah. So you get rewarded for yeah, it, right? Oh, it's messed up. So yeah. that's how desperate the league is for answers. So if Brian Flores, Brian Flores isn't suing for, you know, trivial and nefarious reasons. He's suing to make this league better. He's suing because there's a problem, a problem that the league acknowledges. And, 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 so I don't I'm feel like, the, I don't feel like that's right to shut him out because it's the reality. Yeah. The reality is was right. I don't think it's right to shut him out because he is trying to force a change. I think most businesses, I think most businesses right. even the progressive ones, mm-hmm. and we, we know the NFL is not, the NFL, not yeah. <laughs> progressive. Yeah. I think even the progressive ones would be like, okay, yeah. Um, so you, right? You still think how's this work? How's this supposed <laughs> exactly. to work? Exactly. I still think he's going to get a job again, though. Really? I do because I think there's so much limelight on it now, and the fact that it's like, yeah. I mean, what, what would I say? He's become the face of that, right? Yeah. And to me, it's going to look really bad on the NFL if wait a guy that is extremely qualified to be a head coach and took the Dolphins to two winning seasons in a row for the first time in 20 years can't get back in the league because he went. Wait, you have a problem with the thing that you've addressed that you yeah. said is a problem, and now you're mad at me because I said it's a problem. Right, yeah, right, it and right. want you to fix it a little bit better because teams are again asking Bill Belichick what I should do to hire for my team yeah. or doing things like all that. All he did was and that's put forth empirical data. Right, right. That's all he did. Right, exactly. Right. You I know? mean, he didn't do anything. I don't think any of us know. It's just yeah. he finally went full court press on it, and we're like, whoa, okay. Yeah, he came yeah. with it. Hey, we've been told right. we gotta let you go because apparently you have better places to be. Damn, yeah, where are you going? I, I where are you going? I, well, I got, I got my own. Pro football talk. We're doing our show there. I got okay. interviews over at my set. Show. You what do you think? Show? You two are the only show yes. in town here. Yes. Well, you're not. Damn it. Okay. Okay. All right. So you have All a better right. set than actually. You have a better yeah. set. So you gave us the backup set. Yeah, yeah, yeah we this? got a way better set. You're about keep, to keep working. You're gonna get us away. It's because we're black. It's because we're black. That's right. You're the black dude. You, you got to ask our bosses that. I don't know. <laughs> telling you, man. Telling hey, you. Maybe you should sue them. See where it goes. All right, man. Good to see you. Always great seeing you guys. To see you. Always. All right. What's going on, man? What's up with it? I ain't got no questions, man, but I want to start by saying, dog, that you deserving of this moment. <laughs> you deserving of this moment, bro. You put countless hours to, you know, where you are today, and I've witnessed it all firsthand. You know, you have scars to show for where you are today. You know, this is a dream that you are actually turning into reality, and I wanted to come on here and just let you know that I'm proud of you, bro, that so many people supporting you. Every step of the way, bro, continue to use your light, continue to be a blessing to others. And lastly, you spoke about tattoos. And it's so ironic because one of my favorite tattoos that you have, um, you're actually living it. And the tattoo says, the ultimate, ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moment of comfort and convenience, but where he stands in the times of challenge and controversy. And you always stand up, brother. You always stand up. I love you. I love go you, get dog. that ring. Go get that ring, dog. I love you, go dog. Get Give me chills. 
<laughs> so I know that voice, man. Hey, I just want to say, bro, if it wasn't for you, I really mean this from the bottom of my heart. I know I always tell you this, bro. But besides Pops, like, there's no man who ever came into my life and has had the effect and impact that you have had to make me a better person, player, man, uh, soon-to-be father, brother, lover. Like, you, you've shown me the light, dog. And I love you so much, bro. And this moment is for us, bro. Like, this is everything we ever talked about, dog. So I appreciate you coming on here, bro. You know it's number love. Absolutely. And vice versa, brother. Yes, go get that ring, dude. I got go to. get that ring, dude. Got to, bro. Let's go. I got you, bro. Love. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah. Appreciate you. Darn now by a man who should need no introduction at this point. One of the best young receivers. I even got to put young receivers. One of the best receivers <laughs> in the NFL. Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings is here now. Look, man, Mary J. Bly is performing at halftime. She's going to sing Family Affair. I want to start with this Family Affair that the Super Bowl is for you. You got Odell Beckham. The OG at this point for you on one side. You got your teammates Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase on the other side. What what kind of emotions are, 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 are happening here for you at the Super Bowl, seeing family yeah. go at it? A lot, honestly. Um, definitely excited for, for Odell. He definitely deserves it after all of the years that he's been balling out, him not being able to be with a, you know, a great quarterback. Uh, but, I mean, I, I'm excited that he's finally there. You know, he, yeah. he's finally getting what he deserves, and on the other side, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited for Joe and Jamar. Yeah. Um, you know, being their teammate, being their, uh, on the national championship team with them, uh, seeing how far we have come all together. So I'm definitely happy, and uh, I, I gotta go. I gotta go root for my dog. How about that goes without? How would you describe? We saw. So we saw uh, yesterday. Odell was doing his media uh, availability, and Jarvis Landry. Yeah. Dropped in. It's like you deserve this. Go get that yeah. ring. How would you describe the fraternity of wide receivers in particular at LSU? We're a brotherhood. We're a brotherhood, honestly. Uh, and it's funny because Jam uh, Jamar and me is kind of the same as uh, Jarvis and Odell. So uh, we, we definitely have that same type of brotherly love. Uh, we definitely all want to see each other win. Um, I mean, we are all a fan of each other. You know, we always support each other. We're always there for each other. So uh, as soon as you come to LSU and you're a receiver, you're always going to have that love. We're always going to have that bond. So that's what I want to talk about. You talk about the brotherhood. I'm just talking about the performance. Like, wh what's going on at LSU where it, it the game translates so yeah. easily from college to the pros? Usually doesn't happen like that right. for any receiver. Why are, have you and why have Jamar Chase and others, why have others been able to, Odell, going all the way back, been able to make that transition so easily? Louisiana boys, man. Mm -hmm. uh, we got that different, that different skin, that different blood. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I, don't, I honestly don't know. But I would have to say, uh, just being in the SEC, uh, just going up against those top guys every single week, uh, just being at LSU, practicing against the top guys every single day, I felt like that kind of got us ready to to play in the league, uh, playing against other top guys. And I feel like the SEC is the that big conference, you know, you can't get no bigger than the SEC in college. So we're talking to the SEC Big guys. So hey, hey, man. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He said it again. He said it again. I was like, he knew he was a Buckeye. You know, that's all right. That's all right. That's okay. That's okay. But no, look, I give respect to the SEC, and and everybody else should. Did you look at it when you were coming out? Like Jamar Chase, you know, top five. When you were coming out, did you think, man? 
don't they understand? Did they look at my tape? Why? Why am I av- available in the twenties? What was your thought process? I definitely, I definitely had that same thought process. You know, just having fifteen hundred yards, having eighteen touchdowns my last year, over a hundred receptions, setting a record. So I, I definitely was confused. Um, I mean, but there's a, a whole bunch of things saying like I was only a slot player, hmm. or uh, I wasn't fast, or. You know, I wasn't able to go up and make plays or something like that. So, I mean, I definitely heard all of those critics, all of those things that they were saying about me. And uh, I just wanted to prove everybody wrong. You know, just just being a versatile player going, in, going into the league, playing inside and out. You know, yeah. just uh, going to the combine, running a 4-4. So, I mean, all of those things, you know, worked itself out. Yeah, those, those doubts sound crazy in hindsight, yeah, which you've right. done over two years. Right. Take us inside, like, the mindset of Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase in particular. Like, we were talking about this. It's like they don't act like they're happy to be here. They just have an expectation to w- not just win, but to compete for championships. Yeah. Is that something that's born and bred at LSU? They know how to win. Yeah. Um, I mean, Joe is a crazy quarterback. He's a, He has that swag. He has that confidence. Ever since he stepped out on that field, every time. So he never flinches, he never blinks, not one bit. So I feel like that's that's kind of about Joe that really sets him different from everybody else. And then on top of that, he has his his receiver from college, yeah. uh, Jamar. They have a crazy connection. Um, they always had a connection ever since we was at LSU. So. Yeah. Whenever things get hard, he yeah. looks he looks Jamar away. And uh, I, I mean, knowing them, knowing how they play, every watching the games, I'll be like, oh yeah, he about to go to Jamar right here. It's one on one backside. Mm-hmm. He about to go to Jamar, throw it up. And you know they make those plays, they make it happen. And I mean, they've been doing a tremendous job this whole year. You have another connection to this game. Your soon to be head coach is offensive coordinator for the Rams, Kevin O'Connell. What what have you learned about him? in terms of, like, conversations, investigations, or just watching film of the Rams offense? I've been hearing nothing but good things from him, honestly. Uh, But watching the Rams offense all year, seeing Cooper Cup be wide open, him getting nearly 2,000 yards, uh, I mean, he's been doing a tremendous job this whole this whole season. And then talking to O a little bit about about him, uh, I mean, he says I'm going to be excited to have him. So yeah. this is going to be my first uh, head coach to be on the offensive side instead of the defensive side. So yeah. I'm excited for it. I- I'm ready to connect with him, ready to talk to him a little bit more. And, you know, hopefully he comes with that, that right mindset and he's he's right for the team. I remember we get no. I remember Kevin O'Connell as a as Draft a quarterback pick. when he was. What round was it taken in New England? Third, third round third pick round. in New England. One yeah, of the yeah. guys that was drafted to back up Tom Brady. Now he's already a head coach. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's also crazy like you going into your third season. That I have to ask you, ask you this question. I, I can't wait to hear your answer. How, how can you improve? I mean, like, you know, what, 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 what are you looking at? What areas of, uh, is it just concentrating? Like, what is it? Um, I mean, I feel like I feel like I, I, I can improve on everything. Uh, hands, uh, route running. Uh, I always can find a way to better myself with anything so uh, I always got to find that that tape to uh, find my weaknesses that I felt that I had throughout the season and then give it to my trainer and, and let's go to work you know uh, those let's, numbers man right. I mean speak for themselves right? <laughs> it's crazy man it's, it's honestly a blessing to, to have those type of numbers my first two years into the league yeah. I definitely did not expect to you know come into the league and you know, set, setting the record and, you know, just just being a big part of my team. Uh, so it, it, it's definitely a dream come true for me. Well, you're setting records and you're setting trends. Got to get your scouting report. 
on the giddy. <laughs> right? Did I say that right? Gritty. The gritty. See, the I'm gritty. old. With gritty. Gritty. I'm gritty. old. We, See? Everybody talked about it the last couple of days because of Mac Jones. What'd you think? What'd you think? I honestly liked it. I honestly liked it. I like that he stopped quickly. I, I like that he ran 70 yards and did it. I like that he, even though the play was dead, he ran all the way down the field and he forced it. You know, I, I, I should have did that. I should have <laughs> been like, nah, forget the tags. I'm running all the way down there and giving the people what they want. Yeah. So <laughs> It was pretty good. I, there's, I there's so many people that I've seen that it was pretty bad. So at least he got the one-two down. And you know, he's doing it with two feet and he forced the gritty. He got the little on swings going. See, I can't what, dance what, to save the, my life. What's the key, okay, so what's yeah. the key to, what's what's the key key to, to mastering? Gritty. Okay, you break it down for it's, us. Okay, I think I think people don't understand. First of all, it's a two it's a two feet dance. Okay, okay. a lot of people do just one footed. Mm. It's not one footed. It's two feet, and it's tapping the heels, tapping the back of the heels. Mm. Once you tap left, back, mm. right, left, right. Okay, you know, just tapping the heels. I feel like once you do that, get the on swings going. Yeah, you don't feet. know me, dog. Like <laughs> I, I, I've been a he was dancing to the words and not the beat. That's that so, an, that an actual quote. So, an actual quote. I'm, a video. I'm nodding like, okay. We had a video. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not about to try that. Video. He was yeah. at, were you in New Orleans at that time? I don't that know time? where I was. I was in another Bell world. Bell Biff DeVoe's <laughs> song came on. They called him up on stage. He started dancing. We put the video out. So one of the commenters said, are you dancing to the words? <laughs> or are you dancing? How you be from New Orleans? And don't know how to dance? Balance, I'm t- bro, I know how to do the beanie weenie, though. Oh, yeah. You know how to do the Jubilee. <laughs> I, I still do the same stuff I did in high school. So I got a little something if I get in the mood. But this new stuff, see, I can't even remember the name right, let alone do it. Um, man, you're here on behalf of Old Spice. Uh, you're a young guy, but you got style. Uh, you got you got a, you got a swagger about you. Yeah. What, what are you doing on behalf of Old Spice? Yeah, definitely happy to uh, partner up with them. Uh, definitely is my morning routine to you know get that Old Spice shower, that yeah. fresh lavender mint scent. You know that 48 hour odor. We good. Okay. So <laughs> definitely you know happy to partner up with them. Uh, definitely has been. A dream of mine to partner with Old Spice. Yeah. Def- we was talking about the commercials yeah, yeah. before we started. Uh, definitely want to be on those type of commercials. Uh, you know, having fun and, and being funny with that type of stuff. Smell good, play good, right? Smell good, play good. <laughs> what, what are some of the best ones? Some of the best uh, Old Spice commercials. They got a ton of them, man. They, they you know, over the ton, years, man. Ton, ton. I, I was just telling you, I'm a fan of the Terry Crews when we yeah. was making this chest jump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a big fan of that. Then the whistle, the I love it. Yeah, we're going to look out for you in some commercials, man. The sky's the limit sure. for you on the field and off, man. We appreciate sure. you falling appreciate through. Appreciate Keep crushing you it, man. We'll, sure. Pretty soon we'll see you here playing in this game. Must, man. It, it hurts seeing all of this stuff, man. Seeing the Super Bowl signs over there. It, it's tough being here, but it, it's definitely a, a fire to – Yeah. It, it's going to start. Right, y'all bring start. Minnesota to the Super Bowl. They ain't going to know how to act in Minneapolis. Gonna what? Yep. We're going to go crazy, especially with our fan base. Yeah. Our fan base is crazy. Yeah, and I know if we somewhere like this in a Super Bowl, come on now. All right. still had a chat with the horn crazy. to do in the, doing the – <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Justin, 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 Justin gentlemen. thank you. Thanks Appreciate so you, man. Thank, thank you for so having much. me. Appreciate you. All right. All right, Mike. Um, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is up to something. He's up to something. Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be something sinister. Maybe... He's just toning down his social media. 
Maybe he feels like he wants to separate church and state. And so I want to chill on my social media. I don't need to be identified as an Arizona Cardinal. I'm more than a football player. I'm more than a baseball player. I'm, I'm Kyler. Why do I have to be identified with the Cardinals? I don't know. But he unfollowed them on Twitter and, I, and, and social media. Let me ask you this. Because I don't even pay attention to it. Like, if you unfollow, if you don't follow me, I don't know. I don't care. That's good because I don't. Okay, fine. I don't care. I'm going to unfollow you. I don't care. <laughs> uh, really. Do, do the Cardinals, who probably have a substantial following in both realms, do they get an alert, Kyler Murray unfollowed you? No, you don't get unfollow alerts. Okay. Somebody so, has to find that. You get follow alerts, right. but you don't get unfollow Do you think alerts. the Cardinals care that Kyler Murray doesn't follow them? <laughs> you know, like. Kyler Murray's got a contract and a fifth-year option. Yeah. Do they care? Yes and no. Um, they should. They should and care? And I think, Why? yeah. Clearly something's wrong. Something's wrong. Because, I mean, you know, something's bothering him. And, it, and, and I guess no, because whatever is bothering him, they probably are fully aware of. I think they should care because the last thing you need from the face of your franchise, from your quarterback, is drama, real or manufactured. Um, it's commitment time. I think, I think it's exactly what people believe it to be, which is he's, he's ready for a new contract. Okay. And for whatever reason, that contract hasn't happened yet. Um, maybe the organization still wants to wait and see whether he's really that guy. I mean, because he's had some stretches of brilliance. I mean, the last two years he's been an MVP conversation only to fall off a cliff toward the end of the season. Whose side are you on? I mean, well, I'm you, always the play, on the player side. No, I'm saying, you, oh, really? Almost, almost 99.9% okay. of the time on the player side. So With the you, exception of, like, you know, taking your stuff off and doing jumping jacks off the field you, or something. Do you think that he has warranted that, that type of, of huge commitment from Arizona? I mean, I think he's a good quarterback. I don't know where he ranks, though. I mean, if we're really getting into ranking quarterbacks, do I say just automatically top five? No, I don't say he's top five. Um, I don't know if he's even top ten. I'll ask you this: What's your alternative? So let's let's juxtapose it with or compare it Going and back, contrast you know, it with Baker Mayfield. Free agency. Let's talk. Let's talk Baker, the guy that was taken the year before him. Is he right? better than Baker, Baker Mayfield? Yes, he is. Right, but Cleveland should not be falling over itself to commit to Baker Mayfield. Right. I think I've seen enough from Kyler Murray, if I'm the Cardinals, to think yes, he's the long-term answer. We got to get better around him. We have to, you know, not have bad luck when it comes to injuries. The bigger yeah. question is, is Cliff Kingsbury for me more than is Kyler Murray in Arizona? Yeah, I think it's both. I think it's both um, because if you look at, if you say Kyler Murray, we got to put more around him. Well, the Cardinals have done a pretty good job of putting pieces yeah. around Kyler Murray. Yeah, keep them uh, healthy. But, Keep keep those pieces oh, healthy. Okay, he really but, struggled without DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, maybe. Um, that's I think that's the hesitation. Mm-hmm. Now, ultimately, I, if they're taking too much time, you got to look at it from their standpoint. Well, they should take time. They should be thorough. Like, don't 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 take offense that hey, they're taking too long. It should be a no brainer. Just give me the contract. I think there are only a handful of guys like that in the league. You know, one of them just retired. You got Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes, you know, Josh Allen. You know, like a handful of guys who just say, oh, yeah, no, no question. No brainer, yeah. I don't I, – I respect him. I think he's really good. Yeah. I don't think Kyler Murray – is this crazy? Am I saying this? 
Am I the only one thinking this? I don't think Kyler Murray is a no-brainer. He's not overrated. No, not he doesn't that's suck. And any, that's, that's not, not unfair. unfair. Okay. That's not unfair at all. That, that's a fair evaluation, especially, it, you know, it's their money. Um, they have every reason to maybe want to see more. And, and they have, have his fifth-year option. Hell, Lamar Jackson ain't got a contract. Lamar Jackson is one MVP. One an MVP. And he ain't got a contract yet. So right. I just think it's so 2022. It's so however old 22 maybe. However old Kyler Murray is. I don't Whatever he is, it, when you unfollow somebody, like it's kind of hard to come back from that. No, no, it isn't. Yeah, it is. No, it is. It, it can be. It's such a know, statement. It's like, bro, like, okay, old OGs like us. Yeah, right. If I delete your number out my phone, okay, you it's may not, a, you may not know it, but yeah, if I delete right. your number, that means I'm done with you. Okay. So if, if I'm the quarter, if I'm the quarter, maybe if I recognize, or who does? Hey, are you here? Listen, hey man. Go ahead, if I'm the my, quarterback, delete, of the, my, delete my number. Just be here at noon uh, local if time. If I'm the quarterback o'clock. of the Arizona Cardinals, but from a social and digital footprint standpoint am i saying that right digital yeah, footprint sure yeah. standpoint i don't want I have, I have no connection to this organization you're making a statement yes and your silence about it speaks volumes silence is not golden in this case that silence says a lot because he could easily okay so now by now he has to know that this is a thing so if it wasn't a thing if it wasn't intentional he could easily put it to bed be like stop tripping Media, y'all always making something out of nothing. Y'all always looking for a story. Can a brother just scrub his, his Instagram of all things affiliated with his employer in peace? But I understand. Just say that. I understand. I understand. Maybe, maybe what he has done. I'm just throwing it out there. Is it possible that he, he looks at this contract? You know, this contract exploration. I, I don't want to call it a contract evaluation. You know, whatever it is, this yeah. process. Right. He says, wait a minute. I was just a little too wide-eyed coming yeah. in as a number one overall pick. Hey, you're number one pick in the draft. You could have been a, you would have been a first-round pick in baseball. It was a first-round pick in baseball. Baseball, football, Cardinals want me. Here we go. It's my town. It's my team. And then, like, wait a minute. This is still business. So maybe I'm not against the Arizona Cardinals, but I'm an employee of the Arizona Cardinals. I don't own the team. I'm not the team president, so let me stop going all in, leaning all in to the Cardinals. Let's just separate it. I'm going to put that over here. This is a business side, and then I'm going to handle. Then there's going to, there's Kyler, the man, and then there's Kyler, the quarterback. Kyler, the quarterback so stuff. business and personal? Yeah, yeah. Just. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to separate it. And I think that's very – now, if that's the case, I think that's very mature. Okay. You know what I mean? I Okay, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I mean, I mean, listen, maybe that's maybe what, it's that's, just, that's what maybe it's if, a petty but thing. That's that it, we but think. if that's what it is, he could say that. Not that he owes anybody an explanation as, as to how he handled the social media. But if you are committed to the Cardinals, even though they haven't committed to you long term, yeah. and you are well aware by now that this is a thing that people are talking about, that people are taking notice of, you could just say, "Guys, I'm all in on on the Cardinals." I'm, I'm, I'm here. I plan on being here for the rest of my career. We got a good thing going. We're just getting started. I know I was awful in the playoff game. We all were awful against the Rams. You could nip this in the bud. It doesn't have to be so, you know, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to no, I'm just saying it doesn't have to be this thing that's just hanging Dramatic? in the air. Okay. Yeah, it's just, it's just like, what, well, what is it then? Yeah. Vague. Yeah, vague. Yeah. yeah. Just, right. just clarify it if, if you're committed clarify it. but the longer he doesn't clarify why he did what he did again that's just the day and age we live in does he owe us an explanation not necessarily but you are the quarterback of the cardinals except if somebody came down from another planet and they logged on to instagram 
and they looked up Kyler Murray. They wouldn't know you're the quarterback of the Cardinals. They wouldn't know you have any affiliation with the Cardinals, which seems to be intentional on his go, part. Go to NFL.com. Look at Arizona Cardinals roster, depth chart. It's saying something. QB1. He's saying something without saying Kyler something. Murray. How about right. go old school and just say something? Just All do right. an interview. Well, Come to the Super Bowl and do an interview and be like, you know what? We can't win here. There's a reason why we keep collapsing every year in the second half of the season. This is why this just is why it. it's it's such a a, t- a tough situation to, to figure out with the Cardinals. Tell me, and I, I'm serious, not even a rhetorical question. What are they missing offensively? What are they missing? Listen, man, they were they were missing DeAndre Hopkins from a pieces standpoint. Okay, I think they're missing second half adjustments, which goes back to the head coach. Okay, and the quarterback played like crap. All right, he so, had one. That was one of the so, worst pick sixes I've ever seen. So it's back on him. They're not really. Well, uh, he is. He is not blameless in terms of. I mean, the you look at you look at the receipt. They made a good draft pick. Uh, you know, draft pick from from brother from another, Rondell Moore. <laughs> really good. Uh, you know, he, he turned out well. I mean, they got all these guys. Yeah. You know, AJ Green. I don't know. AJ Green didn't really seem like the AJ. Same, no, he's same, not. Same AJ no, Green. He's not the same. For me, but. Um, James Conner had, had a bunch of touchdowns. Great season for him. Nice free agent pickup. I mean, they really games. have a lot of things going on. They have a they have a uh, offensive minded, offensive oriented head coach who really designed the offense around Kyler Murray, who doesn't seem to adjust well as teams adjust to him. So, That's what it seems like based on the the last so, few years. Okay, he so, just came from the Pro Bowl. Somebody probably in his ear. He's probably okay. talking to some people. There we go. He's probably. Much like Russell Wilson last year, and obviously Russell was in Seattle for a long time, or has been in Seattle for a long time. Much like Russell Wilson, that shot of him in Sierra watching Tom Brady, that set him off. Maybe Kyler Murray is sitting here watching the Rams and Matthew freaking Stafford out of his own division. Yeah. In the Super Bowl, it's like that could be us, but y'all playing. Okay. So maybe he's just upset. Maybe just it, maybe maybe just something triggered him this week. He might be upset now. If it's if it's not contract, what, what else could it be? Head coach. Does Could it go be. back to the head coach? Could be. So hey, this is interesting because if you really. There's, there's more to this than just somebody scrubbing their Instagram. Yeah, and the timing of yeah. it. The timing of it yeah. is curious. All right. Speaking of timing, I need some water. Let's take another break. I'm going to drink mine. I can't drink I, after you, man. No, I was going to say, you can't drink mine. I'm just letting you know, just in case you thought you could. No, I didn't I'm telling think you I can. could. I'm telling I you I never can. crossed my mind. Okay. So I don't know why you're telling me. Well, you just mentioned water, and, I, and and there's only a bottle of water here, and it's mine. I wasn't looking at it. Okay. I was just saying in general. Don't, don't plenty do that. of water for me back there. Okay. There's also black coffee if I want it. Free of splendor. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see that. It's good. Funny. You're a funny guy. How am I funny? Yeah, that How way. Funny? Yeah, that way. You're funny that way. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> do I amuse you? Am I like a clown? A little bit. Really? Yeah, a little bit. Joined now by Hall of Fame running back and soon to be Hall of Fame author, <laughs> Eric Dickerson, who knows about where we are very well, started his career as a LA Ram, record setting LA Ram. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm very good. Yeah. Now, you, do you always walk around? The, I, I think, you know, back in the day, you walk around with a football. <laughs> football. Now, uh, you just walk around, I'm walking around with around my, around my book in my hand. You know, they got me doing this. I mean, I wouldn't be walking around with a book in my hand. But, yeah, I have a new book coming out called Watch My Smoke. And been talking about that also. How does that feel holding that in your hand? Yeah. 
It feels good, man. I'm going to tell you what, it, it feels good, and, and I like the way it came out. Uh, the author did a fantastic job. Uh, Greg Hanlon did a great job of making it sound just like me, and I got to say that because I had other people try to write it, and I read it, and I'm like, no, but but he captured my voice, and I did the audio book, and, and it was... It, he did a great job, that's all I can say. That's a huge compliment to the co-author. I can tell you that. What was it that you were trying to, what's one consistent message that you wanted to, to get out in tone and in content and that the co-author accomplished? I think one thing is, is, is who Eric Dickerson really is. Because, you know, back in the 80s, you know, when, when we didn't have Instagram, you know, we had, we had no outlet of talking about us. You know, the media made us the bad guy. And, you know, when I, came, when I left the Rams, I was a bad guy. I mean, I was because they thought I was all about the money, and I, I only played for the money. wasn't true, man. I just wanted to be paid correctly. I love playing for the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, and, and the media vilified me. I mean, and people who met me say, man, Eric, man, you're nothing like that. I mean, it, it's sad that they do that. And, and it's sad I've seen other players done the same way. And so that was one thing that I wanted to get correct, you know, in my life. But people who know me really know that. And I think my mother was the thing that bothered her the most. She yeah. said, Eric, she said, one thing, I, I, I don't like football. She said, what bothers me is that these lies that they tell on you, the media has, has made you out to be this bad. And I know how I raised you. So that was one thing I really wanted to get out of my book. How long had that bothered you? How long had you borne that burden? And how cathartic is it for you to get your truth out now? Oh, man, that's, that's a good For You know, after I retired, it really bothered me for a couple of years. I think it, it you know, I never care what people say because Ron Meyer, my old coach, taught us, look, son, don't read articles. You read articles, they, they one minute they love you and the next minute they hate you. And, 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 I, and I stopped reading articles after he told us that my freshman year. And for me, I think the thing that bothered me the most is that my mother would read that stuff. Mm-hmm. And she said, Eric, I hate what they say about you. She said, I know my son. You're not that guy. And that, that was hurtful to her. And it bothered me. So reading it and then when I got a chance to do my book and talking about it all over again, man, it brought up a lot of emotions. Because I'm going to tell you, man, I've never been a, a media guy. I've never liked the media. I've never trusted the media. And it started back in my college days. I mean, when, when I was a freshman, you know, I, I struggled as a freshman. And they said, you know, the media said they should take my scholarship. I was a bust. Mm. You know, that was hurtful. So, and that's where it kind of started. And, you know, it just kind of just kept going. How about now when you look at it, you said, you know, you've had an opportunity to tell your truth and, and you knew that the real Eric Dickerson wasn't portrayed in the media. Is that kind of inform the way you look at things now when you hear story, big storylines in the NFL? Do you think, <laughs> come on, that's not <laughs> real. That's so true because I'm going to tell you, me, I've, I've never been a person to, to judge a person. I always want to meet the person first. Just a few days ago, a guy was talking about a player. And he was talking about what somebody told him, man, so-and-so said, man, he's an ass. And I just listened to him. And I asked him, I said, man, have you ever met him? I never met him, but my, 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 my buddy said, I said, so you going by what your buddy said. So you never met the guy. Well, no, I said, man, I said, that was done to me. And he said, Eric, man, you know what? That is wrong. I said, that's wrong, man. You, you need to meet a person, you know, because, look, everybody don't have good days. That, that's just, that's life. But when you meet a person, it's like, hey, man, that guy's nothing like that. So, like I said, it was just... It's just a good way to, to, to get stuff off your chest and, yeah. and, and get out there. What about the urgency to do it now? I've read where you felt like, not now or never, but you needed to make sure you can get your story told the way you wanted while you still could. Can you speak to that? I think the thing is, is that, you know, playing pro football, um, you know, we have a lot of head injuries. And, you know, I'm not the guy I was. I mean, I know that. I, I, don't, I don't have a memory. I just have a great memory. You know, numbers and everything, I had a great memory. Now I don't. And I, I just felt like that maybe one day 
I will not be able to recall all these things that I wrote in this book because, I mean, I'm detailed, and, and everything in this book is 100% true. I mean, and I just wanted to get it out now. So for sure, I think it was a, a great time. And the thing that's going on in, in, in sports, in the world, you know, the racist stuff, I mean, I saw that back in the 80s. I mean, I talk to tell about a story about when I was with the Colts and, and, and no man Ursay, Bob Ursay, you know, had us come to a Christmas party. And he proceeded to tell me and three other guys a racist joke. I mean, a very racist joke. You know, he said the N-word, the, 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 the Latino word. I mean, just just racist. Mm. And then they, they heard him up. Oh, sorry, sorry, guys. You know, he, he was drunk. I mean, you know, and stuff like that. That Those things happened, but you just held it in. And that was just that was just part of the deal. You said you used to have a great memory and details. Now that you say you don't, how, how does that make you feel? <sighs> you know, it, it bothers me some. It does. You know, it, it does. And I, I'm just hoping that. I don't become one of those people that I don't know who I am or, or I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm just stuck in a body, you know, and, and I don't know anything. I, I, I don't want to live that life. You know, I tell my wife, I, I don't want to live like that. I just I wouldn't want because I see people like that. And it's, it's hurtful. So for me, I do what I can to keep myself going and viable. And I, I have I'm high energy all the time. I mean, and so I just want to do what I can do. You know, I remember uh, asking uh, Michael Irvin one time, I said, if you knew then what you, what you know now about head trauma, would you play football? He said, I resent the question. He said, <laughs> because, I, because it, football has, has provided me a better life. And, and it potentially, he said, potentially shorter life, but it's better. So, wow, you that's interesting. Well, how you about know, you? That's a great question, and, and I'll say this much here. Uh, first of all, people say, well, you know, you knew better. As a young kid, 21-year-old, 20, 21 year old, 18 year old, when you start playing, you don't know. You, you, you don't know. I mean, you have no clue. Would I play? Yes. You know why I would play? For one, for my main reason, to take care of my mother. Mm. I mean, that was my that was my sole reason. I wanted to ha- I want. I'm not saying just like I said it to, to back then. I wanted my mother to have what the white people had. I wanted to have a nice house. I didn't want her to be a, you know, she was 70 years old saying yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am to people 25 and 30. I didn't want that for her. And that, and football gave me that life. I'm grateful for it. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But, you know, for pro football, college football, it is. it, it has its ups and downs. It's, it, it has its mistakes. It's done things wrong. It still does things wrong. Nothing's perfect. But most definitely, I would play again and take the beating all over again and be the person I am right now because of my mother, Viola Dickerson, for sure. You ran for love, huh? Um, this team, this current iteration of the L.A. Rams – home Super Bowl in so far. I've seen even the Rams talk about the significance and the importance of having this game in their stadium to try to grow the fan base. And it kind of struck me because obviously the Rams, you know, left and went to St. Louis. And I, but the Rams are one of the original flagship Hollywood glory franchises in the NFL. What do you think about the, uh, the process? I don't want to say struggle, but the process of growing – a new fan base in 2022. Well, it is a process because, you know, right now, let's be honest, and I've said this, not just honest, this is a Raider town. This is a Raider town. Mm. You know, it, it really is. I mean, and we have to come back and take this city over because we left. 
we left L.A. We know we went to Orange County. Where I know. Then we left L.A. for 22 years. Yeah. You don't come back, and all of a sudden it's, it's like, you know, I'm, a, I'm I left my my girlfriend and my <laughs> wife, and I come, hey baby, I'm back. What's I'm, for dinner? I'm home. You know, where you been 22 years? Right, I'm right. back. You know, everybody's supposed to love me. You just you went for a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. like, where you been? We're gonna take the trash out. You've been gone 22 years. Yeah. It doesn't work like that, you know. And and, and it, it's a process to try to win those fans back. I won't forget Jack Youngblood and Deacon Jones and Jackie Slate, all these guys. Leroy Irving said, Eric, man, when we were in L.A., we played in the Coliseum. We were the team. Yeah. We were the team here. He said when we left, when we went to Orange County, it changed. And with the St. Louis, it really changed. I mean, yeah. it, was, it, it really changed. So we have to come back and take your time, do it right, win those fans back. And so I'm going to be young because the grandpas and moms and dads, those those young kids, those are going to be the, the fans of the future. They'll see this stadium as it, as it matures and the whole area that it matures around L.A. And this will become – a Rams town again. But you know what you got to start with? Got to win, baby. So why are you, I know you're picking the Rams. Why are your Rams going to win? Um, I just think that, first of all, I think we're a better football team. Uh, the, the, the Bengals are well coached. They have, they have a really good football team. I feel like we're at home. We know this stadium. We haven't played the Bengals this year. Um, we have the right we have the right guy at quarterback. I'm gonna say that, and, I, and I, it, I feel bad, you know, since for Matt Stafford because it's almost like people are happy, like you know, good. He ain't want a playoff game. He ain't gonna win the playoff. Oh, he won that playoff game. Oh, he won. Oh, he won that playoff game. Oh, he ain't gonna get the Super Bowl. Yeah. He ain't gonna beat the Niners. Yeah. Oh, he got to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, we ain't gonna win the Super Bowl. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's like, dang, what man. What else he gotta do? Yeah. What else, the man? Right. I think right. if he won the Super Bowl. Ah, uh, yeah, but you know, he they, they were loaded over there. They had everything. Yeah. I just feel like this team has all the pieces. And and the thing about playing pro football, any sport, you have to have continuity. You have to get used to each used to used to each other. And that's what's happening. You see, the defense is getting used to each other. Yeah. The offense is getting used to each other. OBJ is working in perfectly. I mean. Another another thing with him is that you heard the same thing. Not a good not a good guy, not a good teammate. Yeah. And you don't hear anything coming out of Ram Camp. You, and I see him and, and the Cooper Cup interact with each other and Matt Stafford. You can tell this is a close-knit football team. And that's what I like about this football team. And to me, that's why this football team is going to win the Super Bowl. I only got one question for you. Yeah. Would you happen to have, like, any goggles, any activities <laughs> flying around? Just, man, you, can, you can take these right there I got in this book. Oh, oh, man. I, 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 man let me tell you. Signature look. That's my like, signature. Man, I, I hated them things. But I, I, couldn't, I couldn't see. I, I had we to, love I, them as friends. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, oh, oh, yeah, the whole thing. Like, the whole look. I mean, <laughs> the whole thing. The neck roll. The neck roll. The neck roll. Oh, man. Then the new and then, goggles. Then the running. Okay. Running we got to see the running. We got to see the high running. They don't run high like that. There it is. You know, yeah, I'm telling you. Gliding. You think I'm running high to You're running. You're gliding. Until I get out there and open. Now I'm running high. I'm in open field now. I'm in open field. Stiff arm him. Or you going to run him over? Me and that guy right there, Bostic. That 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 after that play right there, that's when I told him I'm gonna break this record on y'all today. <laughs> I see why. Now watch. Now I'm high. It's, you know why? It's time to hit the road. Time, <laughs> time to hit, hit the, the road. road. Time to hit the road. <laughs> boy, that's boy. I, I, I can't believe I can run like that. Hey, what was your uh, what was your yeah, what was your forty time? But that's for, for for a big I'm, guy. Let me, let me tell you that story right there. That guy right there chasing me. When we flying over to to play the Jets, my boy Leroy Irvin said, "Man, Eric, he said, man, that's a guy on the on the, on the Jets named Home. He runs a four three forty. If you break, he gonna catch you." I said, Leroy. He ain't gonna catch me. I said, I'm, I said, I'm fast, and that was my first, you know, big game. I, I, I was a rookie, so he said, man, he said, Eric, you can't be that fast. You too big. I said, Leroy, I am fast. I mean, we were arguing, and second play of the game, toss left. 
and who gets behind me, Holmes. As you saw, he did not catch. Turn on the Jets. <laughs> there it is, right there. Is that him? Like that's it. That's him right desperate, there. Desperate. But one more. Blowing the blowing the gasket. Uh, uh, bam. You ain't got no jumbotron, so you ain't even looking. You yeah, just you know you're gone. You just know you, 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 you're gone. You, you're taught. I was taught the goalpost is that way, not back that way. <laughs> yeah. I ain't looking behind. I'm looking forward. Yeah. That's fantastic. Eric Dickerson, man. We appreciate it. You know, before we let you go, one thing you talked about, the Rams coming, uh, you know, taking over this town. Now, I live in New England, and I talked to Jackie's son, Matt, Matt yeah. about this. Matt, yeah. I know Matt. There's a video. Ram it. Man, don't start that. Come on. I So is that is that what it takes to get back, you know, to do more videos like oh, that? God. It was enter- I, it's entertaining. I Come on, man. I told them guys and we did that. <laughs> I said, man, it's a bad idea, man. Don't do this, man. They wouldn't do it unless I said, man, if you don't do it, we can't. I said, man, this is a bad idea. So we did it on our off day, Tuesday, all day shoot to, I think, 1 o'clock in the morning. And then that, that, you saw the finished product. Oh, wow. And Matt was, like, teasing his dad. He was like, I think he called himself, what did he call himself, uh, Big Jack big, or something? Big, big Bad Jackie. Big, yeah, Big Bad Jackie. He's big, like, yeah, I'm going to talk to Big Bad Jackie yep. about that. <laughs> But, hey, you know, best of luck to you. Yeah, you. Uh, great book. Man. Great uh, congratulations on getting that out. That's not easy. Thank you very much. Do that. So, Eric Dickerson, thanks for hanging Appreciate out. Appreciate you coming through. Hey, thank you. Okay. You know, anytime that you've got a, a quarterback that can take you to these heights, I think it just it, – we've got really good talent on this team, really good football character. Uh, and when you believe that your quarterback can take you the distance, it, it, it allows everybody just to play that that one percent better because they know on the other side that trigger man's capable of of doing some really special things. So I think he's helped us take us to these heights. Uh, we have a lot of confidence in him. He's got a lot of confidence in himself. It's fun to be a part of. Yeah, being from Ohio and being the quarterback of the Bengals is something that I'm really proud of. You know, growing up, there really weren't a lot of Bengals friends and in in high school and in middle school and, and growing up it was all Steelers and Browns um and then there were you know a few Bengals fans here and there that kind of got made fun of a little bit so I think as a team we're excited to put a product on the field that the fans are proud of and that kind of gives them bragging rights they haven't had that in a while so uh you know, I'm excited to give that to them I knew what I could do already you know I not much proven that I need to do, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I'm I'm not really worried about too much, you know. As long as I play my game, make sure that, that you know, no one's trying to take me out and distract me. So that's, that's my main focus, to make sure, you know, I'm doing my job. Jalen Ramsey, when you watch him, what is so different about him than anybody else? And what's the big key for you guys? He's definitely probably the best cornerback in the NFL. You know, and I think he do a great job of watching film. You know, I think he do um, – he, he's just so rangy. He's a big guy. You know, he, he's bigger than average corner, you know, so that's what help him, helps him a lot because he can cover a lot of range and he could get to a lot of sport spots sooner than other, other corners. Us, we love to compete, you know, and no matter what, wherever he's at, uh, we, we're going to take chances and, and throw the ball to our guys. Yeah, man. But I, yeah. I just want to – Shout out Michael Markham. You know who Michael Markham is? Who's Michael Markham? <laughs> One of my elementary school classmates. If I had said I know who Michael Markham is, like, Man, this dude is like a straight up liar. But you just, just but you just nodded like, yeah, I'm Michael like, Markham. Okay, I'm just I'm, I'm waiting for it to, we went to click uh, in. We went to Bienville Elementary School. 
But he was a Bengals fan. He was a Bengals fan. Was he from Ohio? No, he's from New Orleans. From New Orleans. Yeah, Born and raised. He, he liked Icky Woods. He used to do the Icky Shuffle. Uh, he liked Eddie Brown and, and, and Tim McGee and Boomer Esiason. And I told you, I used to try to play fake like Boomer. Yeah, and let's go super. Let's go superficial. And they went to Super Bowl twenty three when we were in elementary school. Let's go even more superficial than usual. Said he liked you know Eddie Brown and Boomer and Icky and also James Brooks. How about the young? Great, they had great offenses uh, back in the day. James Brooks and, and uh, was it Pete Johnson together? Did they yeah. have them on the same team? Uh, I don't know. Or maybe Pete, not. Maybe maybe Pete James. was earlier. Yeah, maybe was, it was Pete James was Super Bowl Brooks sixteen. Maybe yeah, it was James Icky, Brooks and Nicky would have won. Yeah, yeah, too. yeah, great. Remember David Fulcher, though? Of course. With that big visor, safety. he's Oof. big man. Um, do you? How about the uniforms? You think the uniforms are, are something that, that you would like? If you weren't from, like in the Cincinnati, you're used to it. But nationally, helmets. I'm, I'm not sure about the helmets. How do you feel about them? I wouldn't put them at the top of the list, Not but the I top. will say this: they can grow on you. Yeah, and See, here's what I think you need to do. Hey, no, I think I'm, you need to. No, no, no. I'm no. glad you. Well, no, you are. You said yesterday. You, you, you I'm slick. telling you, you were slick. You try. You tried to claim your Bengals. I'm not. And for people to. who never watched this show, they may have come away with the mistaken impression that you actually have been putting all for the Bengals. So it was really hilarious because there might be people watching this for the first time. It's like, oh, let me check out this show. Who are these two clowns? Oh, let me hear what they got to say from the Super Bowl. And one dude, and you're like, oh, my Bengals. That, they may not get one the dude joke. Is a Bengal. Ain't no joke. They may not get the, What's joke. the joke. But here's the thing. What's I'm so glad, better late than never, and it's never too late to do the right thing. Because get used to seeing. Joe Burrow and these Bengals here. Forget about that. To it. Forget about that. I think that's you know that's really what I want to talk about. They're one win away from a championship, and I hear this a lot. I hear this a lot. Hey, Joe Burrow's going to be around for a long time. Uh, you know, Bengals going to be around for a long time. Yeah, true. They're here to stay. But it's almost like, yeah, they're going to be around for a long time. But right now, the Rams are going to win the game. That's, I'm hey, sure that's not how Cincinnati hey, feels. I, I know Cincinnati maybe, doesn't. Maybe a I know Cincinnati yeah. doesn't feel that way. Yeah. What I'm saying, this is this is very rich coming from me. The Rams clearly have the star power. The Rams have star power across the board, right? Mm-hmm. Star power. Mm-hmm. But do you value star power or just consistent good players throughout I the you, roster? I, I, thought, I thought you were quoting me. No, no, no. Because I said the Rams have stars. The Bengals have star power. Okay. No, not, well, not star power, but I don't think they're stars. Yeah, Everybody's the Bengals like, have stars? They do have stars. Okay. But I'm saying, but they have a lot of good, my point is, they got a lot of good players. It's almost like, well, we look at the Rams, it's easy. If you just take a quick snapshot, and I think people do this all the time. This is a rant for another day. I'll just give you the, the Cliff Notes version of it right now. When I hate, my pet peeve is when people say, oh, they're the most talented team in the NFL. They're generally, when they say that, they're generally talking about seven to ten players. Right. They're top-heavy. Like, okay, but but, they, but they have better depth ain't nobody, than people. Ain't nobody talking about, but like, but the top, swing tackle. But or, they're top players. Here's the thing. But their top players are so highly regarded slash have, you know, more or less household names. Rightfully so. Your quarterback so. is Matthew Stafford and Aaron Donald and Von Miller and, and, and Jalen Ramsey and Odell Beckham and Got- Cooper Cup. But their depth, they're deeper and they're more talented across the board than I think a lot of people realize because they focus so much on those those names. Those okay, names. so that may be true from for the Rams, but I think the Bengals, if you look at their, they've got a lot of. If we were talking about baseball, yeah, yeah, 
All right. Yeah, I know. I'm saying it. I'm saying it. Uh, if we were talking about baseball, they got a, a bunch of 280 hitters. For those of you who don't like batting average, they got a bunch of 375 on base percentage guys, okay? 375 on base. They got a lot of guys who are just good players. And, and, and the Rams have the best defensive linemen in this game. I know you know this, Michael Smith. The Rams have the best defensive linemen in this game and Aaron Donald. But the Bengals have a guy who had 17 and a half sacks this season. Uh, the, uh, a free agent pickup who, who really turned out well for them. The Chief Bengals signed somebody? They did. And you know, there was a great Mike story. Mike Brown actually signed there, free agents? What, no, not necessarily Mike Brown. about Mike Hilton? Not, about him? Not only Mike Hilton. What about Awuzie? Awuzie was a, a top-rated uh, pro football focus in second-rated <laughs> quarter. What we've esta- here's what we've established. Year. Here's what we've established. Yeah. Is Michael didn't know what the hell he was talking about because he ain't know nothing about the Bengals. That's not true. So it was just that's easy for him to dismiss him. No, Now that he's no. had a couple of days to actually look closely, he's like, that's wait not, a second. That's, that's not actually true. good. That's not true. That I didn't know anything about the Bengals. I, I felt it. Joe Burrow told you the truth. See, you, you don't want to listen. You just want to keep saying, oh, well, you know, you didn't believe in him. Joe Burrow is what 25 so he grew up in that right in that window that 31 year window mike (laughs) a 31 year window when he didn't win a playoff game so he told you the whole story right uh, just like a true buckeye he says look they're rooting for the browns they're rooting for the steelers if you rooted for the Bengals, because they didn't they never won playoff games people in front of you you, yeah so it it, no they're in a they're in a uh, interesting position i'm I'm gonna say in all seriousness we talk a lot about the Bengals' future, present. But the present, oh, the present is. I, listen, I told you it should be a pick. I have, I have not picked anybody yet. It should I'm be a waiting, but I am very reluctant to pick against. Not just because they're my Bengals. I'm reluctant to pick against the Bengals. Tell me this. Is yeah, real la- quick. Last word on. I just it. thought of it. Um, yeah. Do you know? Uh, you, you probably know this, and I don't know this off the top of my head. Maybe somebody's written about it, and I just haven't been uh, up on my stats. Okay. This is the first time in NFL history you have two coaches under forty in the Super Bowl. Is that true? I'm just wondering. I don't know that. I mean, Zach Taylor's uh, like 37, 38. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Sean McVay's 36. It's hard to imagine. I just can't imagine that two coaches guys. under 40, yep. or and if it's happened before, it was way back in the day. Yeah. No, we have to look that up. Yeah, we have to look we it have up. We have to get our research. Just a thought. Just a thought I have. To look that up. Um, you know who is the NBA equivalent of what the Bengals used to be? Yeah. I do. Sacramento the Sacramento Kings. Kings. Uh, we all the way out in L.A. We all the way out in California. It's a Super Bowl-themed addition uh, to Brother from Another. But we got to go to Vinny Goodwill to help us make sense of the nonsensical. Uh, for the million and one time, million and first time, whatever, Tell what me. the hell yeah. are the Sacramento Kings doing trading Tyrese Halliburton? Like, it had a gift from the guys when he fell to him in a draft. He's a really good young mm-hmm. player. Everybody's going in on the Kings today. What are they doing, Vinny Goodwill? Maybe I'm a little different than the rest of everybody. I don't think it was that bad of a move. Like rule number one in NBA trade. If you get the best player in the deal, you might have won the trade. The Montez Abonis is the the best best player player in the He's the best player in the deal. Not even close. Not even close. Not even close. He's a he's an all-star caliber player under team control for the next three years, which is important because who chooses to go to Sacramento? Not nobody, not never, right? Their best player in the yeah. franchise history was Chris Webber. Traded there almost against his will, right? That's kind of how you have to operate in bad NBA real estate. And Sacramento is not great NBA real estate. Secondly, I like Tyrese Halliburton, but I asked you guys the question. Beyond the numbers, 
I don't think he's a guy that can be your primary playmaker. I think he's somebody who has to hmm. play next to a guy on the perimeter. You know who he kind of reminds me of profile-wise? A guy that Indiana already has, Malcolm Brogdon. So I don't think it's all bad for Sacramento. I think you got to give to get, but I don't think it's necessarily doomsday. I just think it's really, really easy to bag on Sacramento because they're the kings. And granted, it's really easy, but who should be off limits for the Sacramento kings? Who am I hanging on to through hell or high water when I'm the Sacramento Kings? But team? you got to build something. Nobody. How do, but how do they build? How do they start building? Are they going to build around Sabonis? Is that the plan now? Is, well, when you, as you look at their vision for their team? Well, when you get a guy with three years left on his contract at an affordable $18.5, 19000000 dollars in NBA money nowadays, with the cap going up, $18.5, 19000000 million, that's pretty affordable. That's pretty standard fare. So you're not going above and beyond to pay someone who's overpaid. You know what I mean? And you can build around this guy who's a good passer, a good rebounder, a shooter, a finisher. You can run a lot of screen roll around him. He's basically your modern front court big man. And once again, I'm not caping for the Sacramento Kings right. here. You've been objective and I'm kind of, here. Yeah. It, it, and, and to be honest, we're talking about two 13th place teams making a trade. <laughs> hey, man. Ain't, ain't nobody, trade deadline. Nobody at this point. Okay. We, well, along those you lines. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, along those lines, C.J. McCollum got traded to the the Pelicans, uh, who I think have the last playing spot, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but that's got bigger ramifications as, as it relates to Damian Lillard and his future in Portland. They seem to be pushing this idea that, you know, they're going to build around Damian Lillard. Uh, easier, you talk about free agents don't go somewhere. Free agents don't go to Portland, like talking about it. Um, what's the fallout and your instant analysis when it comes to this Pelicans Portland trade? I think you have to start bringing in players to me that fit the personality of the way Chauncey Billups as a coach wants to play high IQ, long, rangy guys. And Portland was very small and very overpaid. And CJ McCollum, as great of a player as he is, he's like Dame Light. And he's on a big-time max deal mm. in a market that can't afford to be well over the cap. Mm. So their first trade, which was Covington and those guys, that got you under. And this got you under a little bit more. And I don't think they're done dealing because they got 19 guys under contract. I think you have to start reshaping this roster. And here's the important thing. It's not about cap space and free agents coming there. It's about trading for guys into your cap space. Because you're going to have it. I don't think they're going to the free agent market. I think they want to go into the trade market with cap space and draft picks that they've acquired. They, they, big, have a, they got a big exception, too, didn't they? Yeah, 21 they got, million, right? They got a big exception, and they have a lottery pick, a top five protected pick from New Orleans in this trade. So as long as it's not in the top five, I think it's, it's between like six and 16, that pick will go to Portland, which they could honestly flip between the next couple of days to get another veteran. So I think it's not a teardown. I think they're trying to rebuild on the fly, which is really, really hard to do. Yeah. But I think that's their effort and their goal because going in the directions they've been going hasn't been working and they don't want to trade Dame just yet. I was going to say, and you, you mentioned a name. That's what everybody's thinking. You see Portland in the news, any kind of transaction, you come back, what do you think Dame thinks of it? So the question is, the plan that you just mapped out, Vinny, it makes sense to us. Does it make sense to Dame to the point where he says, okay, I'm good with this. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue to play in Portland. I don't know if I – don't, I don't think – I haven't talked to Dame. I don't have that type of relationship with him. But I will say this. It would be franchise malpractice 
if you as a franchise did not run this, especially with an interim GM, y'all. We're not talking about an experienced GM. We're not talking about somebody who's been running the show. We're talking about an inexperienced GM who still has the interim tag doing this. So you have to have conversations with your franchise player and with ownership to lay out the plan. And your ownership, especially in small market Portland or mid-market Portland, wants to get the building full again. And you don't get the building full by running out with a bunch of names of who's who of who you run out that building full with Dame Lillard plus a more competitive team. So I think that Dame has at least have to give this the okay or at least the I'll take the wait and see approach as opposed to, no, don't trade CJ, that's my boy, even though they've won like a total of two playoff series together. Like anything not bolted down in Portland, not named Damian Lillard, should be on the table, especially with a new GM and especially with a new coach. Does either uh, Ben Simmons or James Harden get traded, if not for each other, before the deadline, or are we just punting this into the offseason? I would be shocked because I think if you're Sean Marks and you punt on this team this offseason, this this season, I think you are basically you're basically committing professional suicide for this team. You cannot go to Kevin Durant, who's locked up for the next four years, who we up with you in the offseason when he didn't have to, and say, you know what, we're going to give you Kyrie Irving and Ben Simmons and tell you, hey, can you win a title with both of these supremely flawed players? Even though James Harden is flawed himself, I think there's something to say that something should be said, guys, to, you know what, we're going to roll with this group that you've helped put together, and if it doesn't work, I won't say it falls on you, but if it doesn't work, we are able to do whatever we need to do to make sure that this team is put together the right way. I think that. But if you're Daryl Morey, you can tell all your media buddies that, <laughs> hey, James Harden doesn't want to resign there this offseason right. and try to bully the Brooklyn Nets into taking your trade offer because that's what I think it is. The closer you get, the more noise it's going to be. And unfortunately, because we've all been you know, journalists and we're all journalists on this side, we usually know where the smoke is coming from. Yeah. Vinny, a very serious question for you. Um, what do you think of the Brooklyn Nets? <laughs> Shut up. Uh, Vinny. Brooklyn, no, 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 tell me about no, 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 no Brooklyn. No, 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 Brooklyn. They lost a bunch of games Real in a row. Quick. Everybody Real hurt. Quick. No, no, I got it for Vinny. You. We got Vinny. Vinny. He's an expert, not you. Vinny, you have Vinny. a Detroit versus everybody no. sweatshirt on. We'll get there. I want to ask you about this. We'll get there. You really going to waste time talking yeah. about the Nets? Yes. Tell me about Brooklyn. Go ahead, Vinny. Tell me about Brooklyn. Just get, go ahead. What you want me to tell you that you ain't seen? You know what I What y'all want? Look, you know what You know what this is? This ain't even funny. It's not even funny no more. The joke has run its no, no, course. No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. You have not run your Everybody course Everybody hurt and they lost Because the joke's on you. You're I already joke. said they're not going to win joke. it this year. All right. How, how no, funny. I, yeah. I fall on the sword because I thought the Brooklyn Nets were going to win the title this year, even with Kyrie Irving. I did not realize that James Harden was going to be a shell and that basically every move that they've made, they've rolled snake eyes on. Like, I'll, look, here's the other part of it, Michael Holly. Who's running away with anything in the Eastern Conference right now? Nobody. You can see five teams making it, it to the NBA Finals at this point, depending on the you know, depending on the matchups and everything else. So it's still very wide open, and Kevin Durant is still very much the baddest man on the planet. So let's mm. let's 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 relax let's not for a minute. Yet. Okay, keep, okay. Keep, keep, you keep, keep your voice. You keep your had, voice. You just had to get keep that. Keep your voice down. I did. You did. Just was I did. So, the top. The most important thing to you was like just oh, trolling on the, the net. most important thing to you is what talking about Matthew Stafford. You want to get a Matthew Stafford? I do go actually. Ahead. Go ahead. Go no, ahead. I do because Vinny reps for Detroit all the time. I know you're not a Lions fan. You nope. stopped being a Lions fan the moment Barry Sanders walked away. You are a Packers fan, but I wonder. 
if you are like much of Detroit and you are not only rooting for Matthew Stafford, but living vicariously through Matthew Stafford <laughs> and Eminem for that matter. <laughs> just curious, just because, you know, you, you know, Detroit versus everybody, you know. What's right? the what's the what's the fav- what's the Ricky Waters quote? For who? <laughs> For, for what? what? <laughs> on this on this airwaves, and it just ends with please. That's what I will say to you. Please, absolutely not. I'm not rooting for Matt. Look, here's the thing that I will say about about Matthew Stafford. Here's the thing: the national tone of it is that Matthew Stafford was a victim of the Detroit Lions, and I distinctly remember playoff games. Even though I wasn't rooting for the Lions, I was watching them. Playoff games where he came up short. He came up short against the Dallas Cowboys. Not once, but twice, if I remember correctly. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he came up short against the New Orleans Saints in 2012. I just think that they ran up against a buzzsaw. But Matthew Stafford was no victim of the Lions, and the Lions were certainly no victim of him. We're talking about a guy who made a total of one Pro Bowl before this season. Kirk Cousins made more Pro Bowls than Matthew Stafford. So let's not pretend that we haven't always said that Matthew Stafford was a quarterback with a really big arm and was really, really talented, but was really, really inaccurate. And now he's on a stacked team that's got the best one-two punch at wide receiver in the league. He should be at the Super Bowl. Jared Goff took this team, a lesser talented team, mind you, to the Super Bowl. No, a lot of Detroiters Detroiters are rooting for Matthew Stafford, and they should be ashamed of themselves. That's what I'm saying. And there are other Detroiters like you? Who are like, no, it's really a referendum on Detroit. As we elevate Matthew Stafford, implicitly, we are talking down about Detroit. I get, I get the passion from you. No, you're talking, no, you're talking about the Detroit Lions, and oh, you right, will never hear me champion the Detroit Lions. <laughs> I quit July 27th, 1999. I don't know if that day means anything, y'all. That's the day that Barry Sanders yeah. faxed his retirement papers to the Wichita Eagle. He didn't even have, he didn't even fax his retirement papers to the Detroit News and Free Press. Right. He said, my my desire to leave the game is greater than my desire to remain in it. And that was even better than my statement for the Lions. If he ain't here, why am I here? I got the hell out. That's the first toxic relationship I ever left. (laughs) We appreciate you coming through, man. Good job. Wish you were out here with us, man. But, uh, you know, we just had to. Still time. Still time. Come on, man. Lakers, Games. Lakers, Bucks tonight. Why you Lakers, Lakers Bucks, game? like right next door. Game this weekend. By the way, Don't you, know, you got a plug on tickets. By the way, hit, nah. I'll, hit, I'll hit you offline. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. All right, man. <laughs> 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 you no, already told you. Nah, I, ain't got, I can't get you. <laughs> no tickets for you. <laughs> Too late to be asking. Here it is, man. Uh, back here, day two, day two for us. And um, just how you feel, how you feeling about, you know, just the vibe so far. How you feeling about as we this this march toward the game? I was never a fan of the two week break between, between the conference championship and the Super Bowl. So you just want, you know, it's just too much. It's too long. Two weeks. It's like I'm, ready, I'm like it's, I, it's Tuesday and I'm already ready for the game. Just ready for it. Yeah, like we've had enough time between. Yeah. So thanks, Tom Brady, for. Not overshadowing the game. I think it's good for the players. Giving some content. It's yeah, good for the players. Yeah, good for the players. Just to decompress. Know, yeah, you get that. You know, get everything organized because it is difficult to yeah. turn it around. I know fans don't really care about it, but just from a, from a player standpoint, yeah. just getting everything ready and moving your operation from wherever your home base is, and not, not the Rams, but right. but Cincinnati. Moving your home base from Cincinnati to somewhere else. Yeah, it's hard. 
Thanks to Justin Jefferson. Thanks to Eric Dickerson. Thanks to Chris Sims. Thanks to Vinny Goodwill. Um, tomorrow promises to be big. Yeah. I'm not going to say who it is because then, you know, jinx it. But we've got a big uh, big guest slate tomorrow. So big guest slate sure tomorrow. And uh, hang out with us. We'll see you later. Thanks. I'm about to go take a nap. You are? You tired? Yeah. Come on.